are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories of the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is my bro, Subsarge. What's up is a lot of shit. That's what's up. I mean, every week, a lot of shit, right? Every week. I mean, besides the 20 minutes that we got on here and nothing was working, that, and then on top of that, there's a mountain of shit. Yeah, yeah. Right before I went live chat, I had a monitor go out, I had a light go out, and, and Sarge audio cut off completely. <laughs> like like 10, 10 minutes before before we went live. Every single week. Like, everything works fine until we hit live. And then everything just goes to shit. I think the button on my stream deck is actually the oh shit button. Alright. So those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, we're here live every single Thursday, or most Thursdays, forty usually about forty-eight weeks of the year. Uh, we have uh, we 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 love ranting ac- along the way here. So you can watch us live eight p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube. We're also streaming live right now on Twitch. We're dual streaming on Twitch and YouTube at the exact same time. If you'd like to go above and beyond by instead of just watching us, if you'd like to uh, throw uh, some subscriptions either over on uh, YouTube, which is free, or the subscriptions over on Twitch, which is four ninety nine, or become a follower over on Twitch, which is free, uh, and become a member over on YouTube for four ninety nine. Appreciate it. On the show today, we have. We have Back for Blood news. We have lots of Battlefield news. We have uh, Disney. We have Sarge with his pins. We have pins for Sarge. Uh, We have Disney teases a Star Wars game. We have rumored Fortnite crossover. We have uh, Xbox reveals a couple of new themed series Xboxes. We have a couple of new themes coming to maybe Fall Guys. We have Epic. Might be considering jumping into the movie industry. Uh, we have uh, Twitch leak reveals some streamers uh, on a ban list, or do not ban list, I should say. We have Randy Pitchford news coming from Gearbox. We have Destiny uh, news. We have, what else do we have? We have FIFA. Big story about FIFA, Sarge. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to be talking about rumored Dead by Daylight dev could be working on an exclusive we have Xbox, uh, Microsoft news with faster Xbox Series X hardware. We have Crystal Dynamics. We missed this last week, Sarge, because we were off last week. Uh, paid XP boosters. Um, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, I think we, did we talk about two weeks ago? I'm not even sure what we talked about anymore. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy Definitive Edition uh, is coming out. We got Halo Infinite leaks coming out. We have New World uh information of exploits being happened and also uh kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit on you know make a character and not be able to move to a different server uh we have gta selling gta online selling gta3 items oh that's exciting uh and we have 
A 11-year-old Star Wars The Old Republic MMO changing the combat system in there. And Wait, then, is, is, is Knights of the Republic 11 years old? I believe so, yes. I believe it came out in 2009. Let me see. Uh, the old... God, that seems, that seems weird. The Old it's Republic game release date. Let me see. It came out, yeah, 2011. Came out December 20th, 2011. So it's 10 years old now. It's going to be 11 years uh, this this December. So it's 10 years old. So, and that's on the show. If you'd like to uh, talk and chat, we, we sometimes uh, see your questions and stuff in chat. And if not, you can always do a super chat over here on, on uh, YouTube. Super chats help us out over here. Help us keep our lights on. Like the microtransactions in Destiny 2 and all That's other... That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my other, life. Other places. I can't, I can't, even, the lights I can't on. even talk that way. I can't even talk that way. I know. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't listen to that shit no more. More of a joke. All right. So, first story I want to talk about is Back for Blood. Okay? So, Back for Blood. Uh, me and Sarge played it. We played it for about a... Maybe a total of about four hours, I guess. Yeah, I think you played a little bit longer after, after the fact. Um, so... What's what's the deal with Back for Blood? What do you, what do you what's your thoughts on the game after we've been playing it for a couple of hours? I we we did a beta a couple weeks ago or a couple months it's, ago. It's it's okay. Here here here's the real deal. The real deal is the way it looks is the way I wanted Left for Dead to look when it Left for Dead came out, but that wasn't the way graphics looked at the time. Okay, so the way the game looks looks great. It's it's it looks like. Um, it's a polished design of the engine, right? There's not a lot of destructible things about the engine, but it's done very well. The guns are all based in reality. I don't think they all fire, like, for the excitement of people who like first-person shooters, like, at that level. But right. that kind of game is not meant to be very realistic. It's supposed to be a fun shoot 'em up I was enjoying myself. The cards make sense. I was getting used to the the cards and what they do and the and the synergies between the characters. But a lot of the time, because I come from the Left 4 Dead era, a lot of the game is basically padded with stuff to keep you busy, to make it think like the game has got more to it than what it is. And what what it is is just a fun shoot 'em up with your friends. That's right. all. That's all that game is, right? So revisiting the same areas over and over again as the acts progressed started making me feel like the game itself wasn't that big in terms of levels because you're yeah. revisiting the same, same areas same over parts. and over again. Yeah. So I think maybe that they didn't spend a lot of time doing that portion of the game where creating like unique different areas that you can revisit. Now, I didn't play the PvP version. I'm not sure how that breaks down. But from what I've seen so far, it looks like a lot of reusing of areas, not a progression of a story. I really like the cutscenes. They tell a good story. Okay. It's almost kind of like the same thing as Left 4 Dead, but I do like the in-between cutscenes. Uh, I like some of the crescendo points of the game. Uh, one of my favorites, I haven't been through the whole game yet. So up to now, one of my favorite spots is the spot where you're supposed to get the people on the bus and get them out. And so your job is to make a bunch of noise and you're in a bar. The bar, yeah. The bar, the bar scene. And so the bar scene 
And I know not everyone's gonna understand what I'm talking about. My experience was completely different on my end, right? but right. So the bar scene for me was very was very reminiscent of the Varkin from Borderlands 2. Right? The Varkin in that one level where you shot the bug, and if you didn't kill him, he put himself in a cocoon and got bigger. You're right. And because and because the guns that we had at that point in that level weren't powerful enough we couldn't kill him unless we focus fired and he got bigger again and so basically we're fighting these godzilla-like monsters and we're hiding in this little shack and we're getting our asses kicked trying to fight them we're oh, talking hilarious. about borderlands borderlands yeah, okay. borderlands. Yeah, yeah borderlands right this bar was very reminiscent of that because you kick the jukebox on and it plays a kick-ass little country song right get a little the beat beat comes on and then the guys start pouring in and they there's no there's no seat belts at all it's everybody's coming in like huge guys squeezing through windows, the tall boys coming through the front door, uh, guys are just blowing up on you. It was chaos, right? And your bar is full of a uh, Molotov, so you just you're just throwing stuff, right. fighting them off. It's a cool moment. It's a cool moment. And I, I'm assuming that the more cards you get, that will be like a cakewalk eventually. But right. Well, then that's the veteran the scale. That, that at, you, you, right. At you the time up. that we were there, it was challenging, right? I like the part where you cross the bridge, have to go back on the ferry boat to blow up the ferry to get back across the bridge. I like that kind of stuff. I like that there are NPCs in the game that are not bots that are with you that you have to go save and they kind of help you out. They're oh, roots, you're talking else. about those guys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It gives you a little bit more of a, you're not alone. It's not just you fighting off the horde. Like there are other people around. But the the replay of levels and the manufactured I guess manufactured depth of the game, I don't really get quite yet. Judging by the reviews of other people who say that the difficulty level for rookie is too easy. And when you go up to like the mid ground, it gets ridiculously hard says that there wasn't a balancing factor played in there. The cards are supposed to make up for the balancing. So I'll see, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm going to see how it goes. I don't, I don't listen. I, I, I think that this game will last just as long as Left 4 Dead did, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead did, but then fall off. I mean, it'll do well because what do you mean again, last as long? People played Left 4 Dead for a while, like it had its core audience. The people yeah. dropped off, but the people who played Left 4 oh, Dead, like, course, play it for shits and giggles. Like you played, it I think there'll be a core it. audience that'll play it for a while. But for the mass, Left 4 Dead no. for the masses was popular for a really long time. Yeah, but don't forget, people bought Left 4 Dead, right? Purchased. Right. Left for Dead. Right. Not Game Pass. Well, well there's still PlayStation. Dead. There's still PC. Another good thing about this game, though, it is cross-play, which is really nice. Yeah. Okay. And we have, I haven't really dived into the, the PvP aspect of it. I want to see if it's kind of like the Left 4 Dead one. Well, they're missing They're we're missing the, the game mode where the PvP, where you're playing through the campaign, and people are, are the uh, zombies, and people are the, the, the heroes. You can't do that in this. Right. So then, so then, what is it? There's just a versus mode where it's just zombies versus. Remember, in, in Left 4 Dead, you could play the so campaign it's versus you, but zombies are attacking us both. No, 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 no. It's you versus me, but it's just a like an arena battle type of thing, right? It's not the campaign like it was in Left 4 Dead, where you. There oh, was it's a, not like that at all. No, no. There was a campaign oh, mode, like and then there was a v versus mode. They just had the versus mode in this, right? There was a campaign versus mode where you went through yeah. the campaign. They don't have that in this game. Right. And that's one that, of the that, things that seems like a step back. Doesn't that seem like yeah, a step so, back? So that's one of the things that kind of this game during the beta, it was really slow. 
I still feel like it's super slow. And I, I made my, my points to this earlier, and I'll, I'll repeat it again just in case people didn't see that, right? I don't like the fact that in game design, like in Left 4 Dead, your guy was was running at 100% speed, right? You were just moving at 100% speed. Unless you were unless you were hurt. Right. If you were hurt in past the, a certain point. Exactly. In this one, they lowered you down to 50%. Okay? So just the base level of walking, you are slow. Now, they did, from the beta to this to now, they turned it up a little bit. So you do feel faster, and you turn faster now. You felt like you, you turned... Yeah, obviously I could change my 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 sensitivity and stuff inside the the uh the sliders to make myself turn faster, but they made it faster by default now. Okay. What I don't like, I like the cards, but I don't like the cards. So I like the cards for the fact of you're you're going up like 20%. So let's say your speed is at 50%, right? But we don't know it's at 50%, but underneath the back, underneath the hood, it's 50%. Then they give you a card to give you 20% more speed. But then you put another card on, it gives you minus 5 speed. And then you put another card on, it gives you 15% plus speed. And then you take another one, it's 20% down. So really, you have 5, 6 cards on you, but really you're only going like 5 or 6% faster than you were if you just put one of those cards on, it makes you 20% faster. You see what I'm saying? Like, I hate the way that they, they do that. Now, I do like the system. Like, I did, I started seeing a good melee build, okay? Because... Melee build seems like a better scenario to me where they didn't slow me down to be a, you know what I mean? They they just gave me better stuff to be a melee. Like I'm more resistance. I do more damage. I hit a guy. It gives me five second ability. Like they, yeah. they, they're adding on to it where the speed, the speed is they diminished you on purpose to make you feel because. Create, create a problem and right. give you the solution. Right. right. So, so that's one of the things I didn't like about the game. Another thing I don't like about the game is the mods. Okay, I love that the mods are there that you could put on, but I have like an Uzi right now. I have a I have a uh, a vector. Okay, now I have a vector and I have let's say a a purple or blue, or actually a purple sights on there. Okay, well so it's like ten times zoom. Right, I had a ten times zoom. Right, I had to find another mod first at that to drop it, not off another gun. I had to find a standalone mod, and if it was on another gun, I would have to take the drop my gun, pick up the other gun, find a mod. Swap the mod, pick up my old gun, go back to the mod, and then pick it up. Fucking dumb. Fucking no, dumb. No I, no, I get it. They they want you. They they want it to be like this desperate struggle of you having to carry around a weapon through the levels to find the build that you want, as as opposed to make being those able hard to choices. Swap out. Yeah, make yeah, those the, hard right, choices. The hard choices. Right. I got it. But at the same time, it it's that's part of the replayability, even though it's a bad choice. For replayability uh, see the replayability for me would be that i get the cards that i want the build that i want and then i crank up the difficulty right. and see if i can make it not that i'm struggling to find the one mod that i need because i can't find it because i can't switch out the gun when i find the mod i don't have the gun on me right right so what i've been doing is I, and i don't know what the end end portion of the game is with the weapon like for you i had an assault rifle right when I was playing with when I was playing with first, what ended up happening is I was able to find a light machine gun about maybe like halfway through the first act. And so I said, screw it, I'm gonna use the light machine gun, right? And so then my whole mission now is I'm looking for to make I'm looking to make this light machine gun the best possible light machine gun at all. For the entire for the entire game. I'm not gonna switch. Right. So I want bigger clips, I want higher ammo capacity. I want better accuracy, and so I'm going through, and I got a pretty decent build for that gun. And basically, 
I just sit behind a car and I actually set it up and I'm just like a, like, like an army soldier and I'm just shooting down range the whole clip. 40 rounds, 50 rounds of light machine gun. Like, yeah, th that's how this guy should be built. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum with you, I found the melee build, right? And I found out that there's a big, there's a big difference between that, that, that axe. Oh yeah. Right. And anything and else. And the hatchet, <laughs> the hatchet, the hatchet's only like five or six less yeah. in damage, but it's so much quicker. It's, it's a better build for the melee. And I had the extra bonuses on there where heavy swing and extra health. And I don't get traumatized as much, and I don't get slowed down as much. Yeah, that, and that... so the, the the synergies are kind of good, but at the same time, if you don't give me a reason, and I'm I'm speaking to the wall now, if you don't give me a reason to use those cards at a boss at some point besides Act Four, like yeah, Act Four is the one, four, the one, right? Besides Act Four, if you don't give me a reason to get my guy all specked out, then you don't have a carrot. It's right. then then it's just a more convoluted version of Left for Dead that you're supposed to have fun with your friends. Well, now I don't dislike the game at all. I just don't think it's a long stay game. Yeah, I, it's the part the part about the game that I did not like and, and this I can't I, I can't get off of is the fact that if I want to play by myself, right? Oh. And I want to play with three bots, I can't progress. Right. Explain that to me. Yeah, there there well there's a story here. It says uh, Back for Blood doesn't let solo mode players unlock achievements, right? Uh, the current version of Back for Blood limits a core aspect of players' progression in single-player mode, and fans are frustrated, okay? Hail the Resurrection of the team survival shooter Back for Blood initially met the positive reaction from fans before developers and publishers began revealing confusion, design decisions, and gameplay-limited factors. The game comes from a studio that made behind Left for Dead, but in the beginning to lose its positive image among fans— the current version of Back for Blood promotes the players with message uh, message stating that the maps and the objectives will be changed and a player invites are disabled. Adjustments expected for solo mode, however, and final entries of the list of changes made for multiplayer have players concerned. Supply points, supply points, achievements, oh, and even, even stat tracking are all disabled for single player mode. Since supply points, supply points, are as in-game in -game currency are major part of players' progression in Back for Blood, is essentially means single player mode gives players an inherent disadvantage as compared to multiplayer where points can be used to purchase ability cards. Right? Why would they do this in this? I don't in, know. It it makes no fucking I sense. Don't know. Why? Okay. Okay. So I get it. You play with your friends. Here, here, here's the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay. When you left, I got with first and we're playing. Right. He loaded up the game. Two randos come in, and for the next thirty minutes, all these guys did was fucking troll us. That's all they did. They caused problems the entire time. What did they do? What did they do? Standard trolling for Left 4 Dead, right? They they hit all the birds. They cause all the guys to come out. Oh, I got you. Right? Then they just they sit behind you, and they empty clips into the back of your head, right? Then when it comes down to uh, getting into the, uh, the safe room, they don't close the door. Like, they keep the door open. Guys keep running in. You got to go back and forth. They, and, and if you try to run in and close the door, they run out of the room so the level can't end. It was just a, it was a troll fest for 30 minutes. And so... Sounds fantastic. I, 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 yeah, it sounds great, right? I'm cursing. He's cursing. Like, uh, you know, and you know, first doesn't curse. And now he started cursing. This is ridiculous, right? And Did so you block him? To, Did you then, block then him I, and put him on your ban list, Sarge? Then I think to myself, you guys are going to police us and, and listen to what we say over the mic so you make sure that no one's no one's being offended or, or, or being made fun of. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Well, that's the other story, right? Get the fuck out of here. The other story here. is Back for Blood records voice chat. Okay. 
So when players boot up Back for Blood, they're greeted with a message that says voice chat is recorded and used for moderation, user safety, and operated an improvement to the service. Now we got safety patrol. Now we by, have safety by patrol. using chat, you agree to use this data. Basically, anyone that decides to play Back for Blood online, which you have no choice. Right. You don't have, don't have a choice. By the way. Right. Okay. Anybody that plays online and uses voice chat must also con consist uh, or consent to having their voice being recorded. While this is being used to curb potential abuse, some players may still be uncomfortable about having the game record voice chat. Now, no, it's unclear won't. if this extends to people playing Back for Blood in party chat as well. One would think it wouldn't, but when playing Back for Blood in party chat, players will discover that they are hearing two voices at once whenever their teammate talks. This is because it seems like voices are coming out through game chat as well as party chat simultaneously by default. To fix this, Back for Blood players have to go to the audio settings and turn the mic volume all the way down. The implication uh, is Back for Blood might be picking up players' voices even when they're not in their own party, even when they're in their own party. Why are they doing this, Sarge? You tell me. Explain to me how that helps anybody. What are you going to do? What, what's what's the police force going to tell me? Uh, oh, Timmy, Timmy's yeah. not supposed to eat, curse eat at Johnny. Eat shit, Timmy. Right. Timmy's not supposed to curse at Johnny because it's not polite. And so the safety patrol is going to tell you it's not polite. And then what? Then what? You're going to ban me from the game? Then if I'm going to ban me from the game, they give me my own money back. Right. Well, you right. didn't pay for it, Sarge, because it's on Game Pass no, no, for free. No, I'm saying if you, if you, if you, if you didn't <laughs> yeah. buy it. If you did right. buy it. If, right. if you're going to ban me, they give me my money back. Right. You can't You can't police my... First of all, we're getting into, into uncharted waters now. You can't police what I say on a mic. I'm playing a video game with my friends, and somebody else happens to come in, and we're talking shit, and he doesn't like it. He can get the fuck out. Right, or That's mute us. Or mute us. Right. You you can't police what I say. What 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 happened here, people? What happened that we need to be policed now? Well, Timmy got injured, and Karen. I don't, I don't care if Timmy got hurt. Karen, Timmy has a long life. Yeah, okay? Karen. Karen was also insulted. Worry about it. Karen was also insulted when she was a, was when she was a little teenager. She grew up, and now she's taking it out on everyone. Goddamn snowflakes, man! Like life is tough. I, I don't know. I don't know what to break the, to break it to these kids. Like when you get into the real world and how life actually is, there's no real world for them, right? Somebody's gonna have to yell at you eventually. You're gonna get yelled at. Someone's gonna curse at you. If you don't have some kind of emotional callus when you're a child and you start learning as you go, you're gonna end up. You know exactly where you're gonna end up. Well, well, it's funny that you say safety patrol because I remember when I would run in the halls and the safety patrol would tell me, "Hey, no running," and you're like, "Oh," and you would stop running. Now, if a safety patrol says, "Hey," No, render like he yelled at me. He, he hurt my feelings. He could have done it in a nicer way. Like this is what's what's yeah. happened, and now it's yeah. bleeding over into other aspects yeah, of not, our, 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 our world. Here. They're not going to make it. Remember, God, I remember SOCOM. I remember playing SOCOM on dial-up and getting into a match, and I messed up on one on one thing, and we lost the match. And some I, at the time, I was like, I don't know. 20 something maybe 18 no i was like 15 16 socom socom was like the mid 90s bro yeah i was yeah, like yeah. 15 16 right and someone reamed me out with with words that well you know i deserved because i was i was being that 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 person okay and they're like eat shit you mother and just going off and i didn't go off and go oh i don't know if i could play video games anymore that was rough they 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 bombarded me. I felt I felt violated. I, no, I was like, oh, this is fun. I Honestly, like this game. What, the things that were I like said this in game. SOCOM. The I things can't, that were said in SOCOM. I can't I can't repeat. Yeah, I can't you, repeat half the right. stuff. Yeah, there are people have to go into therapy. The stuff that they I would heard also in get SOCOM, canceled. They would get canceled. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, there would be the therapy. Yeah. Some some person right now is probably a doctor, a lawyer, or a judge. Okay. And they would get banned if they if they were recording. Do you imagine? Let's just fast forward 20 What's years from recording? now. Right? What's the recording? 20 years do? from now. 20 years from now. 40 years from now. Someone's running for president of the United States. Okay. And all of a sudden they pull up some records. Uh, such and such on Left for Dead when he was 23 years old. Threaten, threaten somebody. Threaten somebody. Can you? Yeah. That is exactly what this is. That's yeah. exactly me, what this is. Let me, let me explain something to you. Your recording of a voice, unless there's video attached to it, has got nothing to do. You you can't prove squat. You can't say that was him. You can't prove it was the person. Right. You, what 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 is the purpose of that? Yep. To to prove to you that people shit talk each other on. I don't. You don't need a police force to right. prove people shit talk. You could have one guy pay him ten bucks an hour, tell him to surf the servers and see what's going on. Just jump into games and see what's going on. You don't need a police force to tell me how to fucking talk. Right. Fuck you. <laughs> you just said fuck you, Sarge. Someone's offended. Someone's I offended. <laughs> I don't care. Unless it was intentionally malicious to someone personal, and I'm trying to hurt them. It's just talk. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next story. We're moving over because we're about 25 minutes into the show. We're moving over to Battlefield because Battlefield is going to take up a, a little bit here. Will it, though? It will. I don't so, think so. We also played the beta last week, Sarge, of Battlefield. What are your initial thoughts of Battlefield 2042? <clears throat> okay. Well, I guess I'll play, I'll play the kid who doesn't know anything. Uh, it's pretty. It's awesome. Oh, you're, you're uh, getting static on your on your microphone. Of course, of course, I'm getting static on my microphone. I start talking shit about EA. Yeah, that's go how ahead. this goes. Uh -huh. So it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, okay. It it looks good. Is it pretty? Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, okay. the guns are decent, right? Are I the guns that, pretty? I, I think. Well, some of them are. Uh, I think that there needs to be a lot of work done before this game releases, which I know is not going to happen because... No, no. They're all in. Yeah, I, I know they're all in. The, the ability to make a team-based shooter the way a team-based shooter should be played is not what they're doing. They are trying to make individual players, like a COD player, play on a team. And as, and as we all know, COD players don't play on a team. Basically, oh, whoa, whoa, what what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah you're getting what major I'm... static. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, I, nothing's different. Yeah, you're nothing's leaning, different. you're leaning in or moving or something. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, nothing's right. different. All right, nothing's different. Anytime I talk about EA, this is what happens. Right, the the way that the specially the specialist class are worked out is not Sp specialist class. It's yeah. it's not it's not. It's not done. It's not done well. The depth of the special class is not done well. It's it's a specialist class for the sake of being a specialist. Okay, taking away the classes in a team-based shooter causes numerous problems. Number one, you don't know who's on your team. If I'm not with you guys, we're not friends, and we're playing, you can't identify who is with you and what they have based on the class because the specialist can pick whatever he wants. So it's pointless to ask for things like ammo or health or whatever in the in-game menus with the quick select when you don't know what anybody has because you can't identify. You can't identify anybody because everybody looks the same. There's no uniform change. Now, that might be the beta, and you guys can say whatever you want about the beta. But if you can't identify a target the minute you see it and be able to tell what weapons he has by looking at the character, which was important 
in a team-based shooter. So you knew if you stood a chance, because you know he had the long-range gun, you had a, you had a close-up gun, and where your where your range of activity was going to be, that's all tactics. And so they took all that out for the sake of saying, you can do whatever you want. Okay, I can do whatever I want. But it takes away from the team play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The game was way too glitchy. Super okay? glitchy. Way too glitchy. I don't care if you say it's a six-month-old build or whatever you want to say. You are not going to iron that shit out well, in three months. Real You're quick, not. I wanted to just touch on that, right? I saw people say, well, it's uh, it's a six-month-old build. It's a, a five-month-old build. I saw a four-month-old build. I saw a two-month-old build. I saw as little as one-month-old build. I went, okay, let's just go worst-case scenario, okay? If it's a one-month-old build, they ain't fixing that for six months. And if it's a six-month-old build... The glitchy, glitchy thing that was up in the sky like this, that'll be fixed, okay? But there's much more underlying problems in this game than just the glitching. How about guys just appearing out of the sky? How about a copter that's doing this, and then all of a sudden it's over here, and then over here, right? The, the net coding is absolute garbage, okay? Now, I I'll wait. I'll wait to see how the modes the, pan out. But the problem, the problem, here's here's what I, I can identify a, a, a hype Battlefield fan right now, right? The Battlefield fan looks at this, and they say, they, they're like, oh, watch what you say, 30. Watch what you say. I've been playing every single Battlefield since 1942, religiously, minus Hardline, okay? I hated Hardline, okay? That's what Hazard Zone feels like, by the way, and I think there's a missed opportunity by Hazard Zone anyway. So the game modes that they're putting in this game, Battlefield fans are, all chips are in the Battlefield, but not this Battlefield, not Hazard Zone Battlefield. They're in for Portal Battlefield. Yes. Right? They're in yes. for Portal Battlefield because they don't have to play with a specialist class. They can they can make the game of Battlefield 3 or Battlefield 4 or Battlefield right. 5. They, or battle, right. they can make the game that they want. Okay. Now, yes. the problem is the game modes. They have Hazard Zone. They have Conquest. They're going to have Rush. They're going to have the, po the, the, the Portal. There's going to be a huge split in the player base. You're going to see the old school Battlefield fans in Portal. Okay, they're going to rent their servers. They're going to make their own sets. They're going to—that's where you're going to be, right? If we ever play this game, we're probably going to have to find a server of someone that's old school. The new blood battlefield, which is the Apex Legend, the battle royales, the Call of Duties, the warfare, right? That's who'll be playing the other battlefield game, the Hazard Zone from Tarkov and everything else, right? They'll be playing those games. I think Hazard Zone, picking up on Hazard Zone real fast, okay. That they missed the ball here because in Bad Company 2 and Bad Company, the story of your crew is that your rogue group, okay, that stole gold, right? And it's, it's basically the modern version of Kelly's right, Heroes. Right. In this, in this mode, the Hazard Zone, you're supposed to get this top secret a, a gear or whatever it is and then extract it out. I was like, why did they make this Bad Company 2? And then make that as the story and stuff, right? It, it, it fits perfectly. Like you're different squadrons of, of other agents that broke free from the military because you want to become rich and get out of here, you know, from, from the actual government or whatever, right? I mean, it, it, the, game, the game has legs, but I, I, once again, not one Battlefield game has ever released complete. With, barring from Battlefield 1, which was very close. Battlefield 1 did a good job. It was still a little, it had to be fixed a little bit, but not as bad as the rest. And I don't think this is going to be the it's going to be the same thing, and I I don't think it does. It, and what we say and what the reviewers are going to say won't matter because the 
the death cry for a Battlefield game is so strong that it doesn't matter how shitty it is, they're going to get the game. Right. And they're, and they're going to spend the next six weeks bitching about how the game's not right to them. But it won't matter because EA will rake in a ton of money for it. Well, I just want a, I want a good team-based shooter with, with destructible environment, team-based play. This, you know, you, you all pile into a tank. Everyone's got a job. Or one guy's, two guys in a tank, two guys in, a, in an aircraft, and you guys take over a point. Like, it's supposed to be a team-based thing. Now, what I heard from, from the Hazard Zone, which I thought was interesting, is that there's, there's like, uh, what was it, eight squads? 32, two, 32 people. Right, eight yeah. squads. And 24 two, on the old system, only 32. Squads, only two squads can make it out. Eight people, up to and eight I found people. That, and I found that interesting because what they were talking about is once you landed, once you landed, you were given a mission to go find some in, in, intel or whatnot, and then either make the choice to get out or go for the last piece of intel and get out with more stuff. Now, I heard that, and I said, okay, so you guys did want to make team-based missions in the game. Yeah. So why wouldn't you put the team-based missions in the actual battlefield? Well, maybe they did. They just didn't show it in the in the beta. Well, why wouldn't you want to market something like that as a hook for the game? The hook for the game, all well, I hear right now is the tornado. There's not a hook. That's well, no, a if, hook. You, if you look at the, the maps that we played, they had s multiple points, right? There was like C1 and C2 and D1 and D2. There was like certain points that maybe you'll get objectives. Or but again, they didn't show us that in the beta. Okay. Here, here's the dynamic. Just... The dynamic could be the dynamic of a battlefield game could be done so well with present day hardware, it would make it a really fun experience. Instead, they are trying to cookie cut a COD game into a battlefield game. That's what this is. Right. Well, well, it's more Apex. So anyway, here's some stats I want. I want to go over for Battlefield. Okay, Battlefield 2042. Here's some stats: 17 billion plus total bullets fired. 10.8 uh, million range call-ins, okay? The top five most fired weapons were the, the, the pistol. The top five most used equipment was a grappling hook, or actually was the, was the drone, then the grappling hook. And then the top most five used was the tank. Uh, the MD-5 Forzit Nightbird was the second most. Now, rockets mm -hmm. launches, 380,000 launches. Failed rocket launches, 58,000. Elevator rides, 5.8 million. Tornadoes. You know, you know all the statistics for everything that happens yep, in the game, yep. but you don't know how many copies of the game. Exactly. Used. That's my point, right. Sarge. 94,000 tornado appearances. They tell you all these things. Where's the stat that tells you how many people played the game? How many people played this game, Sarge? I don't know. This is cross-play, yet they don't tell you how many people. Why wouldn't they tell you the number of how many people I'm played sure, the beta, Sarge? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure if the number was big enough, they would have bragged about it. I think so, too, right? They would have would have definitely bragged about, we got 20 million people play it. Right. That would, that would have been on the top line. They didn't even tell you 2 million or 3 million. Uh, listen, we'll, once again, I'll wait for the finished product. I'll wait for the people to to review it. I will watch the top guys who like to play first person shooters play it, and I will sit back and watch the fireworks. I gave you my opinion based off of my past experiences with Battlefield and from what I saw from the beta. I'm sure everyone's going to disagree with me because they love the game so much. It doesn't matter if it was a flaming pile of shit with an AK-47 attached to it; they would love it to death. I get it. You want a shooter, I. Even they even talked about Battlefield Friends is thinking about coming back because no, of this damn I already, game. I already watched. Yeah, I, I said, I said they're thinking about. No, no, it. no, I already watched it. They can't bring it back. Machinima owns the rights to Battlefield Friends. That's why they haven't made anything. I just oh. watched the. I just watched the video on that. That's, uh, that's sad. 
Yeah. So Battlefield 2042 was originally Battle Royale game influenced by Apex Legends. Okay. Now, Battlefield, uh, obviously Battlefield 2042 isn't a Battle Royale game, but it will include a mode that's similar to the genre that some ways of October 14th promised new information. Hazard Zone mode, which promises squad-based gameplay and pushes the envelope of what players expected from typical Battle Royale. Now, the leak comes from Tom Henderson, the game's journalist that writes for the sites of Dual Shockers, Real Gaming Intel, and IGN. He, he uh, said that he claimed that comes from an employee at DICE, although he has refused to share more information in the effort to protect the anonymous of his inform informant. Okay, While they may seem suspicious to some, Henderson has predicted that more than his fair share of Battlefield 24-2 information. Notably, he even pinned a tweet made in May describing the upcoming game months before Battlefield was even supposed to announce it. Okay, Battlefield 2042 being a Battle Royale title may not have been too surprising for fans given the genre popularity at the moment, but with it worth looking back at the Battle Royale mode from Battlefield 5 Firestorm, this game mode was inf infamous among the community of generally regards at Hal's low spot in the franchise in history. So fans assume that DICE would stay clear of this. It's also interesting that the Apex Legend might have been a huge inspiration for the game, as many tend to relate the Battlefield franchise to Call of Duty instead. Now, whatever the case may be, Battlefield 42 instead attempted to maintain the series' identity for those interested in the Battle Royale-like mode called Hazard Zone. More information will be made available soon, which we found out today uh, about Hazard Zone. Now, another thing, Tom Henderson talks about that Battlefield 2042 troubled development an identity crisis. Okay, now this is Tom Henderson. He says, this is behind the scenes insight into Battlefield 2042's troubled development and identity crisis. Okay, Surprise. It's been, it's been several days since Battlefield 2042 beta ended, giving many players their first experience with the near future conflict. Fans received the beta with mixed opinions, with main concerns as why the beta felt so incomplete. Not only did bugs, glitches, and performance issues plague the game, but it didn't feel like a Battlefield title. It did not. Features that Battlefield is renowned, uh, uh, re-owned the characters for cut, with game feeling more like a, that copy trends instead of creating them. Our, our first major red flag for Battlefield 2042 beta came just a day prior to the start date. EA reported that the beta of the game was several months old. EA's form post stated that our open beta was branched from our, our full release client a few months ago and polished and improved uh, to provide a great snapshot of the full experience. Shortly after, DICE solidified this, saying that they had fixed most of the beta bugs for launch. Not only did they get conflict, polished, and improved statement from EA, but after we got the perfect, uh, perfect justification story for the bugs, glitches, and performance issues before the beta even going live. Isn't that nice? Over the last few months, we've had been in contact with the associate at DICE who wishes to remain anonymous. The associates and one several people who has been uh, feeding me information that have regularly released. The information was included that the key Battlefield 2042 details, which publicly been shared since May, however, have also been regularly kept in a loop of Battlefield development is going. On September 17th, I reported some information stating that the game has been in trouble for months. After EA claimed that the build was old, months old, I publicly tried to defend the statement on my Twitter account, calculated developments had roughly 10, 110 days of development time to fix issues if their statement were true. However, the key timeline Battlefield 2042 development issue shows that the problems with the game date far more back than the beta. Okay, so the beta is a few months old, 90 days-ish. A few months old uh, comment made October 5th, beta built created September 20th, 15 days difference. 90 days minus 15 is 75 days, five more weeks to launch 35 days. Equals 100 days, 110 days to fix issues. So not bad if true, 
right? So he says, now, however, shortly after the mathematic whispery of my dice associated claim that the beta built was actually months old at all, or actually wasn't actually months old at all. The source stated that the beta build is from early mid-September, but couldn't give an accurate date. And this is what I said. This is before a guy even leaked the fucking thing. Okay, I've read this for the first time right now. And I said, there's no way that this build is old, but they'll tell you that it's old because of how bad it's running, right? There's no doubt that Battlefield 2042 beta built wasn't a representation representation of the final product, but the DICE even released it in this state. In fact, even Battlefield 2042 open beta trailer, he can see the more up-to-date version of the game added obstructions in the middle of the rocket paid or pad are clearly indicator. So there's more stuff actually on the actual uh, tarmac, basically. Uh, what's interesting about Battlefield 2042 beta, though, is that the delay had no impact on what was on play on October 6th after uh, delving into a beta build settings. We can see that the build is ac actually from September 20th, 2021, just one day prior to them uh, when the beta was originally meant to go live. Now, this is the source code, and on their actual site, okay, they looked into the data, and the data, you fucking liars, okay, it tells you when the actual build was, okay, and the build was from mid-September. Not three months old, not four months old, not five months old, not six months old. September, motherfuckers. September, okay? So I'm telling you right now that that is not going to be fixed when the game launches, Sarge. Okay, now, this does not mean the build itself is from that exact date. Still, it tells us that there were zero changes to the build despite the delay. This seamlessly matches up with what we've heard for months that DICE is having major stability issues with the builds of the game. This is one of the major reasons that up, up until the beta, DICE has been quiet on releasing new footage on the game. Not because they don't want to, because they can't. This is one of the major reasons that why EA didn't show Battlefield 2042 gameplay at Gamescom. Alleged development problems at DICE. According to both sources mentioned, many of the game's problems have stemmed from management, with some of the management figures coming from 2017's Battlefront 2. Management is alleged not committed enough to the project, with creative being simply told to do XYZ, and one of the management figures was simply described as a yes-man, and apparently things have been shit and since. Problems brought up to management also fall to, on deaf ears throughout the development process, ultimately creating issues that DICE could have solved earlier in development process. As for lack of creativity, management loves some of the Modern Warfare 2019 aspects that much that the studio was supposedly encouraged to create something similar, which was the specialty classes. Okay, Unfortunately, it's unclear what exactly this means, but one of the features was Modern Warfare Operators. The features unfortunately ripped away Battlefield's classic class system. We, uh, with supply drops being a thing in the past for more games, publishers need new ways to incentivize uh, purchases. One way of which the Battle Pass specialist system, which has become a norm in recent years. It's still unclear what the other design choices come from Call of Duty, but a ton of Call of Duty creators that have never uploaded a Battlefield title before was invited to the closed beta capture event. A clear sign that the management knows what role Call of Duty uh, played in Battlefield 2042's development. Unfortunately, these choices left hardcore Battlefield creators waiting in the wings to capture events. One of the biggest concerns to stem from Battlefield 2042 beta, though, is that some hardworking DICE developers are concerned for their jobs. By all the accounts that they know, uh, rumblings in the studio have started with some of the developers already speaking out to close friends at other studios. So far, no indication of management on layoffs, 
have been discussed, but despite this, the events have happened after Battlefield 5 reveal still loom over the studio like a dark cloud. So there you go, Sarge. There's there's so much that is wrong behind the scenes with this. Now, again, this is speculation. Take with a grain of salt, okay? But I can tell. You can tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you eat someone's sauce, and you taste the sauce, you're like, yeah, there's something off about it. There's yeah, something... You're pissed in it. You're pissed in it. Right. There's something yeah. off about it, right? There's something off about <laughs> Battlefield, and if all this is true... I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm to the point where there's, there's, first of all, there's absolutely no reason to buy day one. There just never is at this point. Number two is if, if the game is under this much pressure and this, this many problems, you, you would think at some point they would just say, we're going to delay it. You know, it's not really ready, but they want that Christmas money so badly and they know they have to get it. So it's going to release in whatever condition it's going to release in, and that's just going to be it. What I find, what I find disheartening, is the fact that the, the Battlefield game itself isn't really like it's not as played out as Call of Duty is. Like Call of Duty has been out every year, bro, every year. Like a Battlefield game was always like every couple years, right. two three years, and so you were waiting for it. You knew what was coming, and so. I understand that you have problems maybe innovating and making a game fresh that's the same. But once again, it doesn't need to come out all the time. A a hook on the game, as you said before, they that, that they wanted to do Battle Royale, I don't believe that for a moment. Not for one moment do I believe that the Battlefield people who are developing it and the Battlefield people who are actually hardcore want a Battle Royale in their Battlefield. You know how I know that? Because no one played it when it was in Battlefield 5. No one gave right. a shit about Firestorm. Nobody cared, right? The smallest group of people who were playing Firestorm, they they, they did a good time, great. But we're talking about a game that takes millions of people to play it in order to keep it fun and exciting and to have a bunch of matches that are worthwhile. I don't believe that for a moment. Not for a moment. It, 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 it's sad to me to see that a game that basically has its its history, it's already written. Like, just make a cool game. Just make a cool Battlefield game. There are different, by the way, there are different points in history. Like, they were they were doing the job, right? Like, they were they went back to World War One. Then we knew they were going to go to World War Two, right? right? right. But they fucked it up, unbelievably fucked it up. Even though that game looked great, they still fucked it up. You know, it's it's just one of these things where it's like, you know, for me, when I look at the game, the life preserver of the game, honest to God, the life preserver of that game is Portal. Because people will get to play the game that they want, leaving out the, leaving out the special The shit stuff they don't just, want to put in. Right. right. And make the game that they want to play. And if you're, if if the players have to invent their own game in order to want to play it, then the development team didn't do their job, especially in a game that doesn't have a campaign and it's just straight player versus player. It seems strange to me. They, they had all hands on deck. They had extra time to work <clears throat> on it. Yeah. I hear all this crap. Right. Hands on and deck. yet they still, still came under. Okay. I mean, not not I'm, not I'm not a developer or anything, but like when you when you code stuff, like and you, and you write the code for how guns are supposed to be and whatnot, 
in the better versions of Battlefield? Is there, you can't copy paste that stuff? Does everything have to be built from the ground up every time you make a Battlefield game? I, I would like, assume, you can't take the code. I would assume you can't take not. the code of the guy running and the way the guns look and everything else and just move it on over and kind of update the color of it. Are you doing everything from scratch every time? I don't think that's I don't think that's the way it works. That wouldn't be very time effective it's it seems strange to me that you'd have to read i'm, I'm the sure they have to change time. i'm sure they obviously have to change code right because they're updating it but you're right the movement and the, and the and the stuff like for instance i just watched the video about battlefield and they showed battlefield 4 to battlefield 2042 and the way the guy runs in in battlefield like 4 modern warfare and then the other one and and two it's like it's a nice little rhythm that it has in this one it's like right it's like they're they're like running like that and it, it's the weirdest thing. And the, as, soon as, I, as soon as I first started moving, the first thing out of my mouth, when I jumped over a fence, I said, this feels like Apex Legends. This feels like Apex Legends. And there was a report that said they took a lot of, a lot of innovative stuff that Apex did and brought it over into this game. And the problem that what I don't see, okay, that EA sees, or doesn't see, I should say, is that... The people that play Battlefield don't play Apex. Well, like, they might. No, no. First what I'm shooter. saying, no, no. I get that, but they play Apex to play Apex. You play Battlefield not to be Apex. You play Battlefield because it's a team-based shooter. What Apex sold, bro? Well, I, right. But that's well, that's Apex was also free. Suit. But that's the suit mentality. It Apex was free. Sold. We have to copy Apex because Apex sold. You know, you're not you're not supposed to wander off the reservation and make something new. You're supposed to make the same stuff over and over again because we know it makes money, right? This is not about art. Who told you this is about art? Get the fuck out of my office. Who told you this is about art and fun? This is about making bottom right. dollars as much as right. we can. Get all the, the fuck money. out of my office. Not, not some of the money. All the like, money. It, 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 it's 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 bizarre to me that the lies less than, are less than the game keep themselves right. Portal's genius, right? Because it is genius because they don't they just give you the tools. Right? It's like Forge, and, they, and it's like yes. Forge and Halo. They give you the tools, and then they don't have to do any of the work. Right? You make your own. Here's a sandbox. The true sandbox, right? Have fun. Right. Here's your toys. You, you go out in the sandbox and play with your toys, right? They don't have to do anything. They have to, they have, they have to balance Hazard Zone. They have to balance all the other stuff, right? But Portal... Do you know, do you know how I Dives know versus Defibrillators, right? Yeah, but do you know? Do you know how I know it's lean, it leans more towards Call of Duty than anything else? It's because the in their mind they have to make every map like completely balanced instead of making it to where like one team is like off map, and they have to attack the position. Remember that? Yeah. Not yeah. not just because it was rush, but like that was the map how it started. Like you were on a spot for rush, and then you had to invade the area, right? You had to push in in order to unlock other areas that would give you the vehicles you needed to push forward. Right, like that was the whole purpose of attacking certain points of interest on the map is to unlock areas to give you better vehicles so you could push forward. But in this, it's everybody's equal. You're on equal sides of the map, equal sides of the points. They're just as far as like everybody doesn't have to be equal right. in that way. It's supposed to be war, a fun deathmatch war right. with another team. Yep. But I, I well, listen. Once again, we're gonna see. It's not like the game's not coming out. So we'll see everything yeah. that happens. I'll see it on Game Pass. Uh, and believe me, it'll go to Game Pass. Yeah, I'll see it on Game Pass. All right. The next story I want to talk about is Disney teases Star Wars video game announcement. Okay. But they do that every week. Right. They do. They do. Is there a trailer? No, there's no trailer. 
So they're um, teasing a game. That, okay, wait. They're telling you there's going to be a teaser. Yeah, it's just well, maybe. It's, they're, they're telling you maybe there's going to be a teaser. They're, they're, it's, they're, well, yeah, because this is not an actual like. It says Disney teases Star Wars video game announcement for December. Okay, so Disney and Lucas are teasing a Star Wars video game announcement for December as part of its bring home the bounty line of product reveals. Okay, ever since the '80s, Star Wars video games made up a, a cornerstone of the property from the original Super Star Wars NES much beloved Star Wars Jedi Knight series in the 90s and early 2000s, and most recently, excellent Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Many of these games have been considered just as important to the Star Wars canon and fan base as films and TV shows, especially the older games, as they were responsible for expanding the world before Disney bought Lucasfilm in 2012. It took some time for Disney to start really producing Star Wars video games, but fans are currently getting a pretty good serving of content with uh, and a confirmed five games in development. Disney is teasing a Star Wars video game announcement on December 2021. Today starts Star Wars' latest uh, latest merchandise push known as Bring Home the Bounty, uh, where every Tuesday through the rest of the year, new Star Wars products will be revealed. The website provides a roadmap for every week featuring icons representing what that week's product might be related to, with the week of December 14th having a game controller. Recently, there have been rumors that the Quantic Dream is working on Star Wars game, as well as one centered around the Mandalorian. So, here's here's the list, Sarge, that they're showing on the on the thing. So, week one, there's a stormtrooper. Then, then a you know, there's different helmets going on across the thing. But then it gets to week nine. You got fiftieth Lucasfilm. Week ten's a controller. Then you got week eleven. So. By the end of the year, we'll know. So on December sixteenth, it's going to be a game announcement happening, right? Or games. So I'm I'm being announced. teased about being teased about a game, right? Because when they announce it, uh, I guarantee you the te- the game they're going to tease is probably the Star Wars Lego game that's been delayed by two years. I'm sure that's going to be uh, one of the games. No, nah, it's Bring Home the Bounty. It's going to be the Mando game. Well, no, no, the, the the whole thing's called Bring Home the Bounty. No, I know that. That's what yeah. I'm telling you. That's that's why it's called that. So here it says uh, some of the Star Wars games we think, especially with content so far, seems quite varied between experiences. The Lego Star Wars Skywalker, the Knights of the Old Republic remake, Star Wars Hunters, and many others. There's certainly other Star Wars uh, to tell and games to be made. So we're, we're about to get into that, that Marvel type of esque stuff, right? Because Book of Boba Fett's coming out. Uh, you know, then you're gonna have other games coming out. Then Mando comes out next year sometime. The spinoff of Ahsoka, yeah, the, the Ahsoka thing comes out. Uh, the Ando comes out. Uh, there's a, there's a whole bunch of shows. Obi Wan comes out. So there's gonna be a lot of things that they're gonna be announcing for Disney for games and TV and movies and and, and whatnot. So uh, that's it. So next story. I I I go ahead. I'll, I'm, no, I'm gonna let Disney go. Oh, go ahead. No, no, Disney has enough shit, shit on. We're good. We'll move on. Okay. Uh, rumored Fortnite Spider-Man crossover could be uh, uh, coming to uh, Fortnite, obviously. I, I don't know if, you know, if it's real. If, if, Fortnite, if Fortnite gets Spider-Man before Avengers does, it's over for Avengers. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you, could you imagine? I mean, I can. I can imagine. I'm pretty sure that's a given. If Spider-Man comes out before Crystal Dynamics Spider-Man, oh man, that's uh, Crystal Dynamics. Think, it's you, just you, a meme you think at this that's point. A guess? I don't think that's a guess. I think that's a fact. 
No, Lego's already sure announced though, but yeah, they're gonna show it though. They're gonna show the uh they're gonna show the, the actual game. game. I'm going with the Mando game. Okay. That's the game, that's the game they're gonna announce. You think we're you think you're gonna hype us up two months out for the hype for the trailer of a game? It's just Lego. Get well, no, I think they're gonna announce multiple games. I'm saying one of the games they're gonna announce and show market it is gonna be the Lego game. Um so next story, Xbox reveals that SpongeBob and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, consoles are coming out. Now, I said something similar to this when the announcement first happened with um, with uh, the Xbox. When they first showed the design of the Xbox, I said, "Oh, that's a blank canvas. That is that is prime real estate to to show stuff of uh, you know." Different skins that you could put so, on that on that so on that. What, every side's a turtle, four sides. Right, it could be turtles. like each side. It could be like Splinter, the turtle, Shredder. You know what I mean? Like SpongeBob and the friends or whatever. Uh, so that's it. Just it's a big advertisement block on your on your on your counter, right? Like they're coming out with the Halo Chief, a Master Chief collection that's coming out. So what's to stop them from doing anything? They don't even have to be a game that's coming out. It could be literally a movie that's coming out or a exclusive obviously i think starfield is going to have it now that bethesda is there you're going to have a skyrim version you're going to have you're going to have all these tips of uh skins that you could put on your on your xbox from the future all right so the next story is real quick fall guys leaks claims that halo themed content is coming okay now i don't i don't believe that for a moment it's fall guys what are you, what well, are fall- you trying to hype what are you trying to hype up here <laughs> What's a fall? So the fall guy is going to have like a, a, a Master Chief helmet on. That's that's yeah, what your so content he's, is. He's going to look. Yeah, they're crossing over. Got to got to advertise for for stuff across. It's a jelly bean, bro. It's not a crossover. I have a question. It's a fucking hat. What? I have a question. Is Fall Guys on Xbox? Chat is is Fall Guys on Xbox? I thought it was only on PlayStation and PC at the moment. Is it is it coming out? Is it coming out for uh for Xbox? Did it did it come out for Xbox? Maybe it came out as games. No, old. it's not out for Xbox. That would be a weird promotion, right? Not on Xbox yet. So that's interesting because because if it is, so why would you why would you be able to cross promote Halo, but it won't be on the actual platform that Halo originated from? That doesn't make sense. I'm looking at this article and Switch. Really. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't say anywhere heading over to Microsoft. So one might be heading over. I would assume that it has to be coming to to Microsoft. That's 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 weird. If they're advertising Halo, but yet they don't have an actual on the actual thing. I don't know. That's uh that's weird. All right, so the next the next story is that Epic. Oh, hold on a second. What time are we at? We're at 59 we're at the the power hour 41 i'm doing i'm doing time things at the end so by the end of the show if you miss anything of this it'll be broken down where you can just click on the chapter that you want to you want to watch because that's what i'm doing for you guys now i'm doing it as we uh all right so epic is reportedly considering a Fortnite movie now i called me shocked right i'm not shocked at all the publisher has plans for a new entertainment division head up by the executive lucasfilm executives now, 
The news comes from a paywalled report from the information Eurogamer, which suggests that the movie or the move comes from the attempt to diversify after Epic's court shuffle with Apple. Uh, we reckon that Epic came out on top of the fight, but he, with apparent restrictions on the ability to push further into the mobile space, the information reports that Epic wants to start an entertainment division focused on script video content. Hmm. Where did I hear this before? Huh. I think it was a guy on a show, the same name as this show, talked about when Epic bought the motion cap face and body capture, and they're also making the Unreal Engine 5 for the backgrounds for movies and movie sets already built in. So, obviously, plans for Entertainment Division arose after Epic hired three Lucasfilm executives at the start of the year. Interesting that it's Lucas as well, because who was the first people to use their technology would be the Mando. Hmm, look at that. It's amazing how it all works out, including Jason, uh, who went from former VP of physical production of Star Wars Studio to become head of special projects at Epic. Uh, that said, there's nothing concrete laid out right now, but people familiar with the situation only told the information that the movie was possible, that the internal discussion had occurred, but considering Epic's closed ties with Hollywood from recruiting Marvel tie-ins to 80s action throwbacks is almost seems a question of even not if when okay here's the thing that, that, makes, I, that makes sense right well I have, I have another thing what if what if there's another show on disney plus that we covered what about if epic is just this fucking genius right tim sweeney is a genius because for Fortnite, he's already got dc and marvel and other movies from like fox and warner brothers and and disney products and star wars Who's to say that Epic doesn't say to Disney World and Sony and Fox and Warner Brothers, hey, we would like to make an animated movie for you for Marvels, right? We already have the license that you gave to us for Fortnite. We already have the models that we kicked in, right? We could make a movie it, based in the Fortnite type of animation field, okay? And they make a Marvel like miniseries or a DC miniseries, or they can have DC versus Marvel in this venture, right? They could do untapped resources that haven't been done yet, right? And they could do it all within their studio that's making a movie, right? Their first movie, obviously, is going to be the Fortnite movie because this is going to be their first title because it's their flagship. But who's to stop them from going to Microsoft and saying, hey, uh, we worked on uh, Gears of War. We would love to make a Gears of War movie for you guys, right? You want to let's get the license for that, right? And they could create all of this stuff. This is an untapped, untapped resource because the difference between Epic and everybody else right now is they already have tie-ins with all these major studios and all those companies by bringing their brands into their metaverse of Fortnite, right? And now Epic is trying to get into the movie industry. By making it animated, right? Trolls has got a, a movie, right? All these other, like, off-brand things have it. Why not Fortnite? Why not have a Fortnite movie? Some of their cutscenes and stuff that they do right now are fantastic as far as the, the, the events that they throw. This, to me, I, I said this a year and a half ago. I said this seems like a no-brainer to me, and now it's actually official, right? Now it's official. They have an actual uh, division that's going to be creating movies. Um, maybe not an epic Fortnite movie, but... Uh, I, I guarantee you can see a Fortnite movie within the next two years.
the next two years, you'll see a Fortnite movie come out. So I go, I'll go along with that. They're, they're causing all kinds of trouble on purpose. He's got some stuff waiting in the wings. He had to have, he had to have been planning some stuff ahead of time. Has to, um, has to. I mean, as soon as they invented that 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 camera and that that way to film, I'm sure they already had their ideas and they were starting to work stuff out. Right, right. They're they're going through the the the, the initial stages of construction. Yeah, to me, this for is sure. For my experience in the industry, for the for film industry, this is a no brainer. When I first saw the technology they were picking up and what they were doing, I was like, oh, for sure, this is this is for sure. Um, all right, so the next story I want to talk about is Twitch leaks reveal streamers on a do not ban list. Okay. A no ban list containing the names and exempt streamers seem to be among the Twitch documents that were leaked earlier this week. Okay, this article comes from Game Rant. Uh, there was a long been speculation that Twitch gives special treatment to certain popular streamers that big money earners on the platform, but not enforcing the terms of service even when they are clearly been violated. This idea essentially became uh, accepted as fact when streamers uh, was not banned from Twitch. Now, the position that Twitch streamers' uh, large audience are not held to the same standards as other content creators has also been reinforced by the platform, doling out bans that many consider little more than a slap on the wrist. For example, Amarath, who was banned for uh, licking the microphone while... Uh, angling her bum at the camera. She was also suspended from Twitch for three days. And while she's been banned multiple times for sexual content, it's also always been for negligible period of time and seemingly without long-term consequences for repeated violations. On October 6th, an anonymous person claimed that, the that they've hacked Twitch and uploaded a 125 gigabyte file to 4chan, which contained a wealth of content like source code, streamer payout receipts, encrypted passwords, and while majority of the information contained in the file has been revealed by now, some tidbits are still coming out, including the list of perpetrators uh, 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 that do not ban list certain content creators. Now, for the first post on Twitch streamers Asmogold subreddit, the list contains the names of streamers followed by reasons why the person should not be banned. A couple of names in the document, like Rice Gum, <clears throat> have been given the reason, do not suspend. Uh, escalated violations to redacted at twitch.tv. At a glance, the list does seem to be confirmed that select Twitch streamers are exempt from being immediately banned for terms of service violations with instructions to instead forward the case to a specific Twitch staff member. The number of the other names also appear on the list, which seems to be snipped of a larger document. For example, the name DJ Wheat was a reason listed as underaged Twitch contained Twitter DJ Wheat used to play games on, on stream with his son. Mini Wheat, some people have inter uh, interpreted that the underage flagged to mean that if DJ Wheat streams ever gets reported for having underage children on screen, moderators are to ignore the report, right? And that makes sense, right? It also has already been investigated and given the green, lit, green light. If this inter uh, is true then it would mean that the list includes names of the content creators who should not be banned for provided reasons, including Tyler One and Ricegum, who are apparently not to be suspended at, at all by regular moderators. So there you go. So they're using the DJ Wheat as an example of, look, this is true because this happens. He plays with his son on stream, so don't ban him for being underage. And then there's other reasons next to the other people why not to ban him. Okay? So next to... 
next to certain people says reason do not suspend escalation vi violation okay uh do not suspend this person because of and it has a reason next to it so what do you think of the Sarge of the preferential treatment? I mean, I think we all knew it was happening, but now it's obviously it's it's official, right? I mean, first of all, someone needs to send me the link for the uh, episode where she licks the microphone with her button here. <laughs> I, I need to. I know. I, I didn't know I missed it. I didn't know I missed it. I didn't even get. An, I didn't even get an, a, a notification. So if someone could send that to me to my to my Twitter account, Twitter that'd account. be great. Yeah, just like all it. right. So <clears throat> it's. It's very nerve-wracking to find out that what you believe to be, I guess, theory is now fact, which is that Twitch decides who gets to follow the rules and who doesn't. So that being said, eventually there's going to be a reckoning of lawyers and business associates that are going to have to tear down both YouTube and Twitch for these draconian uh, DMRs and license agreements and whatever legal jargon they have, because right. it's nonsense. Okay. Once that kind of stuff comes out, it can't be buried again. So once it comes out, there's discriminatory between now it, they can, they can actually pick the discrimination. They don't have to wait, right? They can make up whatever they want. The fact that you are treating someone different than another person, you know, Someone's gonna someone's gonna get a hold of this and and start using it the wrong way for the right reason is is the best way I could say it. Uh, I don't like the fact that this kind of stuff goes on, but it's good that it's coming out because people need to see that they are being treated differently for whatever reason, whether it be because you bring in them more money or whatever. Right. But it's not a, it's not a fair playing field, right? And just like the female soccer team problem that's gone on, you you follow that story. That's one of my favorite stories. Right. If, never, if you haven't been following that one, that's amazing. Uh, but we you have to watch out for stuff like this because, of course, it's going to step on somebody's toes. But you can't have mega conglomerate companies dictating who's allowed to speak and who's not based on your own made up rules that you can't tell me why I got kicked off. Like that's nonsense. Right. The fact that people can be banned and not be told why, and they hold you under that, they hold you by the thumb that you can't do anything about it. Like that's madness. And then other people don't get banned at all. Right. Right. Not at all. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's once again, it's something you don't want to think about, but you, you should start thinking about it because it's going to encroach eventually into your world. Right. Right. All right. So the next story I want to talk about, is uh Randy Pitchford. Here we go. 11 11. He hasn't moved to Costa Rica yet. What the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> so Randy Pitchford, Gearbox like Randy a, Pitchford steps he's down. Like auto, he's like an out of work magician perv. Like what what is yeah. he doing now? Yeah. So he's stepping down as the Gearbox software president, remains the Gearbox Entertainment CEO. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> So basically, the video game development wing of Gearbox responsible for games like Borderlands will now be run by Jones. Meanwhile, Gearbox partner company Gearbox Entertainment, which was required by the Embracer Group earlier this year, will still be overseen by Pitchford. Furthermore, Pitchford will serve as president of the new division called Gearbox Studios, 
which will over oversee the company's film and TV project, starting with the upcoming Borderlands live action movie. In a tweet, Pitchford further explained that he will be responsible for the high-level creative business strategy while also serving as a hype, uh, a hybrid chief creative officer with necessary meaning that Pitchford will stand will still offer guidance on various creative projects at Gearbox. Jones, meanwhile, will lead up the production and development activities at Gearbox uh, Game Studio and oversee the multiple AAA games currently in development. First of all, when you when you keep adding titles to your name, you're a hack. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a I'm chief creative superficial uh, magician officer of the of the creative projects of Gearbox Multimedia Studio. Like if 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 your title's that fucking big, you're not taken seriously. Okay, when you're just CEO, that's it. You make the shots. Okay, now he is CEO still, but he's 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 staying as the CEO, but stepping down as the president uh, of of Gearbox. Now, what do you think? Does do you think this is going to change anything behind the scenes? I personally don't think so. I think the people that were already making the game were making the game without him, with or without him, anyway. I think he just overseed it and looked I and think- said. You know, I think he's under contract. He can't go anywhere. They can't get rid of him yet. And they have to wait for his contract to be up before they can finally get rid of him. So they have to keep moving him around to do something else to keep him away from all the all the right the, 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 the bits that they don't want him near. Right. right. Because he's a loose cannon. I don't <laughs> think he's all there. I think he's eccentric is the best word I'll give him. I think he's eccentric. And I'm sure at one point he did the company a, a, a good job. But at this point, I think he's a liability. And I think they're just waiting for a reason to get rid of him or for him to step down. Maybe right, get maybe, him out of the game division. Like, put everybody, him the- right, everybody wants him to go, but he doesn't want to go because he's having too much fun still. So when he's done having fun, he'll hang it up. Right, it's not like it's not like he can't go away. He's got plenty of money. Well, he's just getting involved in the movie business now, which right, which means he'll end up with he'll end up with Sweeney and Epic. That's what the next thing will happen. He'll oh, want to he'll, oh. he'll want to go with him and make a Borderlands movie. That's that's what'll end up happening. Can you imagine that? Basically, let's go back to Epic real fast. Epic could make all video game movies from here on out. That's correct. You know? That's correct. Everybody could get their own video game movie. It could be a whole new revolution of kids' movies all based on video games, and they're all movies. It'll be like the Epic new Studios. It'll be like the new MCU, except it's all based on video games. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's possible. Yeah. That's definitely an avenue. Because if, 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 listen, if adults aren't watching movies, then they don't have to put as big a budget into the kids' movies, right? And they can do the kids' movies right to streaming services or DVDs or whatever. It doesn't have to be in the movies all, for a long period of time. And my parents have to end up buying those DVDs anyway for their kids because they like it, not because they're going to get a streaming service and just watch it once or twice, right? Because that's usually how it is. Right. If 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 little Johnny likes Gears of War guys fighting, then you get the whole series of Gears of War. I got a whole cartoon series or movie series of Gears of War. And so that's a way for them to make a shit ton of money. Yep. Without, without having to worry about video games, yep. right? Yep. I see, I see it. I see it in the in the you, future. Right, you see that, right? By the by, the way they can film the movies with the new cameras and the new studios, motion capture and, and stuff. And, yeah, and the motion capture. I think it's a, a a money pot waiting to be waiting to be grabbed. <clears throat> All right, next story. Uh, Destiny two players are mourning the loss of Tangled Shore. Now. The recent news that Bungie will be vaulting the Forsaken campaign as a co- accompanied by locations of the Tangled Shore from Destiny 2 has caught fans slightly off guard. Has it, though? 
but not entirely by surprise. As a result, players have been sharing memes online, mourning the vault, uh, vaulting of the Tangled Shore, often joking about both what else is uh, is sur surviving this upcoming removal process and celebrating the idea of new content coming to replace it. Although the Tangled Shore itself is interesting enough location for Destiny 2, though it doesn't much uh, compete when it comes to the content that players are more interested in constantly engaging with, this, of course, means that the many of the memes are more poking fun of the loss of the area rather than actual being mournful, resentful, or loss of much of the year's old content. Now, one specific meme format uh, was taken hold of, or the Reddit originally just depicting that the Flash, or at least the actor who portrays him in CW, Grant Gustin, crouching over the reveal slash mentor character, uh, Oliver Queen's grave and seemingly bragging manner in reference to the Destiny 2 Forsaken vaulting. Some of these memes have replaced the grave with the Tangled Shore and replaced the Gustin with the several vendors from the location, uh, like the EDZ. The idea of this being that there are several other locations the fans have expected to see on the chopping block, especially those in the first year of Destiny 2. Now, yeah, so here you go. Here's a, here's a meme picture. They got they got Tangled Shore 2018 to 2022, right? So, look, I don't know who is shocked by this. If you if you've listened to this podcast over over the years, we already told you they were going to sell you back the stuff from from D1, and then we told you they're going to take it away from you, right? Because they it's just too much. They just can't put it. It's just too much content for you. Now, obviously, they're getting rid of it because it's there's nothing to do there, but they're also making nothing to do there. So obviously, if they don't put something there to do, then they can take it away and tell you, well, it's no good. We're taking it away. It's for your safety. Here's my issue, though, Sarge. And it's not just with Destiny. It's with any game that kind of does this, okay? Where you buy... They have to change the word buy because you're not buying anything anymore. You're leasing or renting, okay? You're, whatever you're doing, you're not buying it because you're telling me that I bought Destiny 2, okay? Let's say my son, who's now seven, maybe eight, going to be eight, okay? I go, hey, you want to play a game called Destiny? He's never played it before. Sure, Dad. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't play. You can't play Destiny. Right? I can still play Destiny 1, mind you. I can still play Destiny 1. All of it. They didn't take that away. They didn't vault that. They didn't take it away. Right? It's on a disc. I can put it in my, in my, my system and play it. But D2, I can't. I can't. I can't play the main campaign. I can't play the next Forsake. I can't play all of it. I got to play from where they tell me to play, but I got to pay $60 for, for less experience. Right? And so much so, they're even getting rid of all of this off of Game Pass as well, right? So that stuff won't even be on Game Pass. So you, even if you wanted to play the older stuff without getting the new stuff, you can't do that either, okay? So where do you land on this, right? Where do you land on buying or renting or leasing? or And, and what, what, what does it mean for the future of games here? Well, there is, well, first of all, there is no future of games. If a game is always online, and it's not on your system. When they decide to turn off the servers, then the game is gone forever. Right. It's, it's you can't you don't have the game. So there's no preserving history. That's number one. I know that might not mean a lot to some people, but some people like to have the history of video games. And if you can't have a piece of it, then it becomes like this no man's land. Um. I watched Hoglaw. Okay, and he did an entire hour about this, this. Yep. about this. 
and he pretty much says how I feel, which is he does not agree with Bungie's business model. He does not agree with the fact that that being able, because of the license agreement, which is the most evil written thing ever, the end license agreement, and it's all it's all lawyer lawyer and legalese bullshit. What it ends up saying is they can do whatever they want, whenever they want. And right. You don't own the you don't own the game. Period. It's like this thing where we're gonna do what we want. It doesn't matter. Either you're in, or you're or you're out. Right. And and to him, that's not a business model. If if I paid and like right this minute, like right this minute, they're not telling anybody in on the game store. They don't tell anybody that that game's gonna be that portion of the game's gonna be gone in 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 February or April or March or whenever the game comes out. Like it doesn't say that if you buy it Forsaken now that you're not gonna have it in April. It doesn't say that anywhere. Right. right. It's just. We put a notice out, make sure everyone knows about it, but like it doesn't say that when you go to buy the game. The business model is broken, right? It's it's not a it's not a sustainable business model because what you're telling people is they they never own the product. You're forking over money for time rented in a game, but you never get to keep the game afterwards. It's up to them to decide whether that game is more viable in or out, right? I understand why they do it because of whatever whatever i guess whatever box they put themselves in that they say that the server can't handle it or the game can't handle it and, and i i don't really believe that 100 don't want to support it that's just it right I, I i get that i get that but there's no reason there's no reason for the game to disappear why can't it just be on my machine why can't i explore that part of the game maybe and they'll play sell it, it to off you again. my off my machine at home like why why does it always have to be completely and totally online, regardless? Yep. Regardless. Reese says it's not it. Like you, it's not like you're updating it. Reese says it in chat. He says, uh, if, if they don't take it away, how are they going to sell it back to you? Right? Yeah, but but the, but the you have to understand that the end license agreement is the most convoluted piece of document ever. Like, lawyers can to tear at each other. That's why it's so long and convoluted. Like, you, you don't understand half the stuff. You give, you give away so many rights when you just click the button yes because you want to play the fucking game. It's like, you don't even understand what you're saying yes to. And meanwhile, I'm not allowed to play your game until I say yes. Right. Right? And even in the license agreement, by the way, it says in the license agreement that if you are under the age of 18, have your parents read this and then have them press yes because you're not legal Nobody does to that. press yes. Right. Like, so I got just on the just on the most basic level, I've got you on a technicality. If my kid's playing it and you take it away from him, he can't agree to that contract. Right. And so I have the right to say, well, then you have to give him his money back. Like there's a, there's loopholes within everything. But the point being is the mindset of being able to take away content because, well, you should be done with it. Why are you even playing it? Right, bro? Like, why? Why should you care? Didn't you play it when it was out? Aren't you done playing it? Right. Aren't you done having it on your hard drive? Like, who's to say who decides when that's done or when I'm done with it? Right. I still play Skyrim. I have all these so games like, on my shelf. I can just grab and put in my system yeah, and play. I still play yeah. Skyrim. I why, can still why, play why, Destiny why, why, 1. Why would I play Skyrim? Skyrim's fucking 12 to 15-year-old game. Why would you play it? Because it's that good. Right. Because it's that good. You know? But the way it's portrayed, the way that they talk at you, they talk down to you, on the way that they perceive how they want their game to be handled, I don't like it, right? That's why I stopped. I stopped because it's it's basically that it's a hamster wheel, and then, at, and then when they're done with the wheel, they just throw the wheel away, yeah, and they bring another wheel. It's a disposable, yeah, it's a disposable thing. You know, I, I, I'm good. I'm listen. Once again, I am happy for someone to play Destiny who's happy to play Destiny. Enjoy yourself, right? It, it, eventually, you'll understand. 
That's I, the best I can tell you. I just Eventually don't, you understand. I just don't understand why they can't do it. Like, for instance, right? They bring Mars in. Like, right? how is before you even start this, how can I still play Destiny 1? And why? Why can I still play Destiny 1? Right. Still play Destiny right? 1. And oh, all of it. Is all there, of it. Is there, right. Is there that many people still playing Destiny 1 that they don't have the balls to say we're getting rid of it? No, is I, that I, what that is? I think. I, I don't. I, what? Well, I. I I don't know, you know what how, I mean. Yeah, I don't know how they did it, but Destiny One is complete. Like you can literally put it in your system right now and play all the expansions, okay, that you paid for, right? And play it till the end. Okay, Destiny right. Two, you can only play the newest stuff, right? Right. Well, the last well two yeah. things or two or three yeah. things, yeah. Right. So it's it's very it's very strange, and I feel like if they just made their content like the Moon, Mars. Venus, right? And I choose not to purchase Venus DLC for the story that's going to Venus or the story that's going to Mars. I own everything up until Mars. I skip Mars and go to Venus, right? Later I can buy Mars. And like, I don't understand. Other games, you can download the expansions, large, huge expansions that you can put into the game. Okay. Yeah, but yet, where this does... game, they, they tell you no. Yeah, but why, how, how can every other MMO? have space to do what they want but this game doesn't what is it about the engine and this game that makes everything so slow and cumbersome and it overloads their systems and they can't deal with it they have to, have to get rid of it right. physically get rid of it in order for the game to actually process itself like i do you understand what i'm saying like yeah. no, no other mmo does this no other mmo none you're you're right krebsy right if they pull the plug on d1 then you can't play d1 right but as of right now, you can play it, but you can't play D2. You can't play vanilla D2, right? It's right. So uh, it's, it, I would need to I would need to talk to somebody technical about it because to me, it sounds like it's a shitty engine or it's a shitty something that doesn't that doesn't work with well with other programs. Like how how can other MMOs have complete and total their entire DLC catalog of everything you can do in the game, you can play through the whole thing. But this game has to only have what is it? I forget what it is. It's 173. Yeah, some of the, some uh, of the... 173 gigs. After that, can't go anymore. Too much. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next story. This is a, this is another good one. Okay. FIFA might not be FIFA next year, says EA. Okay. FIFA might be synonymous with football video games, but EA is strongly considering dropping the branding for its long-running kickabout as a re, uh, rethinks its licensing agreement with football leagues. The new drop has something of a surprise note during the post-release of FIFA 22 blog post, uh, boasting around 9.1 million players and other milestones. The post sharply pivots into an explore, exploration of where the footy franchise could go next year, starting to rethink its own identity. As we look ahead, we're also exploring the idea of renaming our global EA sports football game. EA sports group general manager Cam Weber writes, this means that we're reviewing our naming rights agreement with FIFA, which is separate from all the other official partnerships and licenses across the football world. Now, the rest of the post does explain why the rebranding uh, might be over overdue, despite being the most high-profile partnership. FIFA also includes licensing and partners with dozens of other high-profile leagues and organizations. Additionally, the publisher wants to push further into grassroots footy uh, and better reflect on women's football in the series. Uh, also, the idea which past EA executives such as Peter Moore have raised is that EA is arguably done more for FIFA's image with the success of the series and FIFA has itself. 
FIFA has, uh, from the point of view, done extraordinary well out of its deal with EA and extension to some questions whether EA should be paying FIFA to use the name at all. Uh, the FIFA license will likely remain as well as agreement to portray the clubs and players within, but if EA wants to better the rep uh, represent a broader face of footy, it will also could be a little stifling to do so under the name of a particular association. Hopefully we were thinking the identity of what they might think. So basically also in, in another article I read, they're asking for four times the amount of money. So FIFA, right now it's a billion dollars. They want four billion, <laughs> right? They want they want like four billion or some shit like that for 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 EA. Now, obviously, it said in the article that they have difference in licensing agreements with the other clubs around around the league. So I'm assuming, Sarge, that next year, if it's called uh, Footy Soccer or whatever the fuck they want to call it, that they would still have the real names and stuff like that. They just lose the FIFA logo. Obviously, that would hurt the sales. Would it not? Or do you think the the brain dead people that buy the same game every year wouldn't even care, wouldn't even blink an eye? Well, is it did did FIFA say they don't like them selling microtransactions? Is that fact? Uh I not in the article it didn't say that. They said something about microtransactions. Isn't that what you read? They said they don't they don't like the fact that they, they don't like the microtransaction model. Oh, that was the other article that I read to you before. In this article, no. Let me see if I can find the other let me find the other one. Go ahead. I mean, if you can't if you can't have the license for FIFA, then you can't use the names of the guys on the soccer teams. And if I can't use the names of the guys on the soccer teams, I can't sell you team packs. That's not going to happen. They're not going to let that happen. EA is going to throw them so much money, it won't even matter. Right. You think that's going to... Yeah, they, they wrote this article for everyone to get excited that they think that EA is not gonna, is not going to be able to lock down FIFA again. You guys are dreaming. They make they make they make a billion dollars on less than six months. You think they're going to stop paying the license for FIFA? You guys are dreaming. It says you guys are dreaming. It says in a new report in the New York Times states that the dispute of EA and FIFA is related to costs and new revenue streams. FIFA wants to charge EA double. Sorry, not not four times double the amount of one billion plus every four years for the license and limit the well. of, of EA's ability to. <laughs> To monetize beyond the game itself. You want a billion dollars every four years? Let me make a FIFA until I'm dead. A billion dollars. That's 250,000. That's 250, uh, 250 million dollars a year. A year. You don't think they can make 250 million dollars? They make 250 million dollars in, in about a month. Yeah. No, a couple yeah. of months on card packs. You guys are dreaming. Yeah, they're, they're fine. Here's another one. Uh, another article. Let me find it again. Uh, this like one this says, is, "Like this is an article. Give me the guy's name. I'm gonna write this guy an email. <laughs> Give me the guy who wrote the article here, who wrote this article. Like this is a joke. It's a joke. Oh man, FIFA, FIFA, because FIFA found how much money they were making. They're like, well, we gotta, we gotta ask for more money for this license because they're making a fucking killing. So now we want one billion dollars. Bitch, you should be asking for three billion dollars, right? A year, a year." It's have a, your have your FIFA counselors sit in a room together and say we want three billion a year for you to make the soccer game. It says here the then report. We'll talk. The report also details some of the ways that EA has looked to expand monetization with the FIFA franchise, including the highlights of real world games, arena tournaments, and even possibilities of digital only products like NFTs. FIFA's restriction on the EA developed franchise would limit monetization of the association likely likeness uh, strictly to content found in game. Notably, a break in the collaboration between FIFA and EA Sports would not mean 
the loss of its players' likeness and rights as a company's players' deals are separate from the main FIFA agreement. So there you go. So, yeah, they don't lose. They, they, they wouldn't care. Yeah. So They wouldn't care. This is how greedy EA is. Are you ready? Even though they make all the money in the world and all the money they need to make in the world, they'll drop FIFA like third-period French just so they don't have to pay a billion dollars. That's a billion dollars more that EA holds on and retains so they can go do whatever they want with that money, right? That way they can go make Madden 23, 24, 25 with the hey, listen, same stadiums if, if and the you, same characters. This is, this, is, this is fact. This is not fiction anymore. If you're buying FIFA every year or you're buying Madden every year, you're a monkey. <laughs> okay? You're a straight-up monkey. You're a monkey. Uh, right? Give me the banana. Give me the banana. Give me the banana. Give me the banana. And you guys keep buying it. Every time you pull the lever, they give you a banana. I'm going to keep pulling the lever. But if you keep buying that game every year, there's something wrong with you. You better get yourself checked out. You better go see a doctor. <laughs> All right, the next, the next story, uh, Dead by Daylight, rumored to be uh, the dev could be working on a console-exclusive game uh, for Xbox. Um, hold on, I'll read that article in just a second. I got to tally what we are at right now. All right. So, where are we at? Uh, so, has been one of the biggest surprises success in the past five years. The multiplayer horror game originally released in 2016 won almost among a wave of, uh, of horror titles and surprise secured. Now, Dead for Daylight fans appear to have a, a, a behavior interactive employee listing on LinkedIn for clues about what studio could be working on next. In the search, they discovered a listing for a, a level designer uh, who worked on the behavior for five years. Now but never on Dead for Daylight. Now, most recent addition to his experience, behavior, uh, is his work on the unannounced AAA project in which he worked on a level layout and combat encounters. What's particularly interesting about this project are the platforms listed for it. Now, the unannounced AAA project fr from Cry, uh, Cry experience is apparently being made for both PC and Xbox One. Unlike the other listed projects, there's no mention of working other platforms, whether they're Nintendo, PlayStation, or mobile, in other words. The listing implies that the behavior upcoming project could be a partnership with Xbox. There's been no official announcement to the effect, of course, and no potential Xbox executive behavior project would be considered a complete rumor at this point. So, I, I mean, I'm just reading this just to give information out there. I don't see this as um, a big thing. I mean... Obviously, Xbox is making moves. They're 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 trying to buy companies or get exclusive rights. Not only did are they still like for instance they bought Bethesda, and Bethesda had um, a Deathloop, and Deathloop was just for PlayStation and also PC. So now they're trying to get they're trying to get stuff like that tightened down for just Xbox and PC. Um, obviously, they're trying to make the Game Pass way more approachable, uh, more people to come in. Uh, we don't have any information on this, but there's been talks that it was at 23 million. And that article that we did a couple of weeks ago, the guy said 30 million. And then Phil actually said the last public thing that we talked about was 18 million. So there's a 5 million discrepancy there. But one guy says 30, one guy says 18. The middle there was 23, right? So obviously the, they're, they're going to make deals. But well, the part here, here's the part that, that will get everything, get everybody off the hook, right? Xbox target, I'm pretty sure Microsoft's target or Phil Spencer's target is 100 million users for Game Pass worldwide, yeah. worldwide. Yep. At 100 million users worldwide, that's 18 
billion dollars a year. Right. For doing nothing, for having a game exist. Okay. That's four Call of Duties. At at, at $18 billion. (laughs) Okay. At $18 billion a year. It doesn't matter. They'll start buying up whatever development companies they want, and they're going to just throw their game onto Game Pass. That's it. Don't have to worry about anything else. Right. Like once you hit a certain, once you hit a certain saturation level of, of subscribers, you can pay for whatever gaming system you want or whatever development team you want. You don't have to worry about like you. You'll you'll just call up and say, "Hey, take two. We want you to make a game. Uh, have it ready in five years." Right. Two years. Here's the, here's the price tag. Here's <laughs> the, here's the price tag. Right. Like, and by the way, at that point, at a hundred million, at a hundred million users, you as a development team want your game on their platform because you're going to be selling microtransactions anyway. Right. A hundred right. million users. That's a good chunk of people. Right. At that point, you don't care. Yeah. Which 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 worries me because at that point, gaming will have changed forever because the reason why the game is on the service will not be the same reason why you buy a game today. It won't right. be the same. Right. Like, games are just played differently now, right? You, there's no attachment to it. You don't own it. You play it for one day. You put it down. Like, Game Pass is turning console into mobile phones. Slowly. Yes. 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 Right? Well, and, it, and what I mean by that is when you play games on mobile phones, you download it, you play it, you put it down, you, you download the next one. Right, right. It's disposable. Yeah. It's you don't you don't care. Well, I'll I'll give you a good example. Okay, like I've been I've been watching a lot of videos, like your new world game. Okay. Now, it seems like a decent MMO, right? It's got good mechanics. It's got some good uh, game mechanics that are that are interesting. The, the market, construction of weapons, right? But I personally believe that game won't last a year. And the reason why is because it has no grounding to its lore or you have an attachment to any character in that game. It's just some guy you're running around with. Like, yeah. even, though the, even though the mechanics of the game are good and the game is done well as an MMO, the, it's, a cutting, it's a cookie cutter of, like, every MMO that's ever been made. Yeah. But you have no you have no vested interest in the game. I, I, I couldn't tell you the people I take the main quest from. I couldn't tell you one person's name. But that's what I'm saying. It, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to hook a bunch of people to stay and want to play your game for years if that's what it is. And by the way, MMOs are the hardest games to make and to make viable for long periods of time. They're not easy. Right. You have to have a lot of a lot of balls and crazy people in your development team to say, yeah, the next game you want to make is an MMO. Right, because as you may know, the field's kind of busy. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of games out there, and you only have so much time to play video well, games. A lot of people right now they're saying are burning out at, at level thirty. Lots and lots of people are stopping at level thirty. I just ironically, you're burning out on level thirty in the game right now. Yeah, people are stopping. Well, they'll they'll the never game. gonna make it a year then. Yeah, they'll never they, make it. They're a year. burning out at level thirty now. Ironically, I just made uh to level thirty today, um and. I'm enjoying it. Like I hit 30. I was like, oh man, I'm, 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 but I'm playing completely different, right? I'm not grinding 15 hour days to get to level 60. I'm not grinding through the stuff to do. I'm literally yesterday. I played for 35 minutes. I logged on and played the market. I looked at the, 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 the trade post and how people were fucking up the economy. And I was like, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money. 
and I bought out the low-end people that are literally making less money because they can't even pay the fee of how much they're charging for the stuff that they're putting in the thing, which makes me laugh. And I'm just like, I'll take that, right? So I'm taking all that stuff, and then I put my, my stuff on back on, and, and I make money off of that, right? I've been playing the market. I, I've explored. I'm exploring. I'm, I'm in three territories so far. I'm in 30 levels deep, and I'm only going in three territories so far. I have like 100 things to still search and go to because I'm grabbing every single side quest, okay, to go to this question mark. I'm like, oh, there's a question mark? Instead of me running over there to do it, I know someone's going to give me a side quest to go do it, right? So I just keep taking side quests and keep going. I, I'm taking my sweet-ass time, and I'm enjoying the game very much, but I 100% agree with you that I don't see it lasting. I'm not even in the point of PvP. I'm not doing territory stuff. I feel like New World is like, it does something good. It hits all these endorphins for me, but it is. It's like this vast body of water, but super shallow at the, at the moment, right? And I'm being blinded because I'm enjoying myself, right? I'm enjoying myself of what I'm doing, but I'm also not playing it like majority of the population. A lot of people, a side quest is a side quest, or I'm sorry, the, the faction board is a faction board. Like, go kill 10 of these things, go kill five of those things. That'll always be in MMOs, regardless, right? They got to change things up, which really, what's interesting is they have these corruption things that are everywhere. And if you don't fight them, they start spreading across the, the, the land more. And if they get too much, they attack the city, which I would like to see. I've never seen it yet because we keep attacking the things to push them back, right? So there are progression things. Like, I really wish the towns in the game were made like Star Wars Galaxies where they started by the people. I think that would that would fix a lot of problems in the game as far as territorial, right? Like, if I'm on the Monarchs on the green team, you're also on the Monarchs, but your team's called Team Sarge and my team's Team 30. We're underneath the same umbrella, but my city is what we built with our little crew. Okay, and your city is a bigger town. Okay, it's like a major city. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Like you make your little things and then they get brought in or they're, they're other little structures and then other people could try to take over your towns and cities. And then you would need other factions to help you protect your city and faction if you're a smaller crew. They could have done a lot of different things in this game. And I kind of think they, obviously it's Amazon's first MMO. I feel like they've missed the 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 bar like on, on certain things in the game like if you want to if you want to push gaming forward you could implement things that were in games fucking 20 years ago that no one's tried i know there's ash of creations coming out which is doing sort of like what what uh star wars did back then but they're just missing something in this game there's no hook like i said i don't even know anyone's name for the main characters right i know zavala i know ikora i know all them in destiny right there's something there with those characters with these characters i don't i don't know them. i i, yeah, I press I a give me the next thing where do i have to go do i don't i don't think and i know i'm being biased when i say this but it's based on on my research that i've watched people play and who i watch and the videos that i'm i research I don't believe the current generation of young kids understand the time and effort it takes to play an MMO correctly without being spoon-fed, booster packs, uh, time savers, whatever you want to call them. Like They don't understand the true nature of what an MMO actually is. They want the instant gratification. I think the games have to be – the games now, an MMO now has to be constructed completely different mm. than what a traditional MMO was 
I don't I don't see them hanging out that long. You know, I I I look at games like WoW and uh, Elder Scrolls Online, and it does have its fan base. It does, and I know people that do bounce around. But once again, you are talking about X number of hours in a game in order to get anywhere. You have to be in that game doing X number of things in order to progress your character in that. Not everybody has that kind of time. Right. And so the kids that do have the time because all they do is go to school and play video games and hang out with their friends, they have the time. But unless you're really baiting the hook to want them to make, to make them stay there, I don't see why they would. If, if, if New World puts those time savers in the game, that game is dead. If you start putting time savers in the game, that game is dead, right? We'll have Abe call up any week now, if, if, if that's the thing. Speaking of, of, uh, of time savers, right? I don't know if we talked about this a little bit, but the, the community of Marvel's Avengers is turning, okay? What, and, what, who's turning? The 3,000 people 3, that play? People. Yeah, so the people that were left playing are a little mad at Crystal Dynamics right now because a lot of streamers that were brought under Crystal Dynamics as um, influencers, in, well, influencers or like in the inner circle got shit on because they told them that they wouldn't put the XP boosters in the game and charge for them. And then those guys came out, the ambassadors, there you go. The ambassadors would come out and then tell their communities that no, no, they're not, they're not, they're not going to charge for them. They told us that they weren't going to charge for it and blah, blah, blah. And now they're charging for it. Okay. And it's like a speed bump for Crystal Dynamics, right? They they told this, and then on their on their Discord or on their uh, on their game, I thought this was funny. They they write in their blog this week. They don't mention anything about what's happening, right? It's like the the plane's crashing, and they're like, "What would you like to drink? You want a coke? You want a coffee?" Like they don't care, right? The, the plane's like this now, and it's like it's it's about to crash, and they're like, um. Would you like a headset to listen to your movie? Like they, they're completely oblivious to what's happening. Okay. So they say we're currently working on allowing each hero to be able to obtain an exotic every week in the Omega level threat, uh, family reunion rather than just once per week. I've been talking about this shit for over a year now, where I said, stop restricting me from only doing it once per week. Let me run it once per week with each of my characters. Okay. Planes going down. They're selling, they're selling XP boosters and, and resource gatherers and all this other stuff, right? Still putting $14 skins in. They're like, hey, no one bought these skins last week. We're going to leave them in this week. Anyone want to buy these? We're, they're here. And then they tell you we're currently working on allowing each hero to be able to obtain the exotic every week. So if you have eight characters, you can run it eight times, right? Imagine that. Imagine that. But what, what's that expression? Uh, too little, right? A, a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, a day late and a dollar short. Okay, like everyone's gone. Everyone's gone. Everyone's leaving in masses. Well, no, not everyone's gone. Your 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 twenty percent out of your eighty twenty is still there, right? That's don't forget the eighty twenty rule. Always in effect. The people that are left are your twenty percent. That's who wants to keep playing the game. It's it's just terrible, really. It really is. It's a, it's a terrible it's a terrible uh way that like everything. If you're if you're a developer out there. If you're a developer out there, don't do what Crystal Dynamics is doing right now. Don't don't do what they're doing right now because they they are completely screwing the pooch right now uh, with uh, with the paid boosters yeah, but, in there. Okay, but, but but let's review. 
you're speaking about how they might not be able to keep the game going and like they're going to be out on the street as a homeless person. No, all that's happening no, no. right they've now made, is they've made Crystal their money. Dynamics yeah. made their money. Yeah, they made their money. And all this is is trying to, to squeeze some more money out of the game before the inevitable yes, death right. of the game. Yeah. So let's not talk about it like they're in trouble. They just did what they normally do is sell a game and try to milk it. That's what they did. Right? That's all. Yeah. Right? I'm sure they're working on something else. They got the most of their team working on something else right now. They got yeah. their skeleton crew promising you Spider-Man <laughs> and making some other shit in the background. No, but Congratulations. what I'm saying is any developer out there, go watch a uh, Crystal Dynamics stream on Fridays where they answer questions like, hey, is this going to be in the game? Uh, I'll, 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 t I'll, I'll take a look at it. Uh, well, we can't talk about that right now. Uh, we'll get that out in the future. Uh, we really can't. We're really excited to show you things, but we just can't talk about everything right now. They tell you nothing for the entire year ever. They tell you absolutely nothing. $14, $15 skins just keep coming out. That's all it is. Right. And it's just it's just sad sad so keep you on the hook yeah. got some more skins for you um grand theft auto grand theft auto the trilogy the definitive edition and more coming soon now this is from the newswire from rockstar games itself plot uh details upcoming of special events and updates for gta online later this month marks the very special anniversary for rockstar games 20 years and since the original release of grand theft auto 3 the game that set players uh, loose in the sprawling three-dimensional metropolis of Liberty City with a new, unprecedented sense of freedom and immersion. Okay? We'd like to extend a heartfelt thank you to all the Grand Theft Auto fans who have supported the games over the past years, decades, and your love to appreciate these games and help to push the Grand Theft Auto series forward with every iteration. The Definitive Edition, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy. Okay, in honor of the upcoming anniversary, today we're excited to announce that all three games will be coming to a current generation platforms later this year in Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the Definitive Edition for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox X and S, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and the Rockstar Game Launcher on PC. Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, will feature cross-the-board upgrades, including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements for all three titles. While the maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals, we're extremely excited to share more about these groundbreaking titles in the upcoming weeks. Stay tuned. So, prepare for launch. We will begin removing existing versions of the classic titles from digital retailers next week. For more information, please uh, look at Rockstar Games support. In addition to Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the Definitive Edition will be coming to iOS and Android in the first half of 2022. Right? So what do you think, Sarge? The trilogy is coming out. Are you interested in picking this up? No, I played it already. I'm good. The people who have not, I said this before, people who have not played the game, congratulations. You get to play the better version of the game and you're going to have a good time if you enjoy Grand Theft Auto 5. But I, I don't know if you guys can actually go backwards in time after playing, after playing Grand Theft Auto 5 for so long that you guys can go back to playing a game that looks like that, even though with the graphical enhancements. But I'm sure you guys are going to have a good time. I, I'm more interested, I'll be honest with you. I'm more interested if they released Vice City Stories and Liberty City Stories and remade that for the new system and sold that because that was only on the hand, the handhelds at the time. Right. And they ported them over. They ported them over to, to Xbox later and they were just really grainy and just fucked up because they were for a handheld system. I would like to see those redone and I would purchase those. I thought they had some good mechanics and the games were good and a continuation of the stories for both those games. But as far as 
going out and buying the three games as a trilogy again to think I'm going to play through those games again? No. I'm not going to play through those games again. I got to look. If they upgrade the graphics, like if there's just a little bit of upgrade for the graphics, no. If they make all of them look like Grand Theft Auto 5? No way. No. Sorry. Then I'm in. Right. By the way, this will be this will be the I I I'll mark my words on this one. This this would be the greatest cash grab ever. You think so? To to resell the trilogy over again with enhanced graphics to every platform, every platform, not just three platforms, all of them. Okay, greatest cash grab ever. Ever. <clears throat> What do you mean, eighty dollars? I mean, why why would that be a wow factor? The games are fucking twenty years old. Like I could get a thousand Nintendo games on an emulator for like a dollar. Wait, wait, right? Right. They're they're great games. Don't get me wrong. No, a leaker. A leaker looks. uh, A leaker said it looks nothing like GTA Five. Well, then I'm I'm not interested. Who's a liar? Liar. I said if it looks like that. I don't know what it looks like. I said if it looks like that, I would pick it up. If it doesn't look well, like that, then I'm three three games, right? Think about this: like three games over ten years old. I'm sorry, eighty dollars. Is that true? Is that the real price? Eighty. Yeah. If it, if it's eighty dollars for three of those you're games, out of, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. No, I bet you it is. I bet <laughs> you're you it out is. of your mind. Eighty dollars for three games. They don't need that, that money. Over ten years old. They don't. You're need, out of your mind. They, you think it's too much or too little? It's too much. The fucking games are over oh, 10 years old. You, you think 20 gonna, years old. You think they're going to charge $60? You think they're going to charge $60, $60 for three games? No, I, I believe it. I don't know if 80 is a fact, but I believe that might be the price. Yeah, I believe that might be the price. They would charge something like that because it's on the new system, bro. It's on, it's on the Series right. X. Well, right. Well, on the, so like 60, between 60, I say $70. I think they'll charge $70. If I could buy all three games for a nickel a piece or 10 bucks each right now, and all you're gonna do is give, give me a graphical enhancement, barely big deal, right? Hey, let me let me right. tell you what the, let me tell you what a graphical enhancement means. I'll tell you what that means. A graphical enhancement of a game that's over ten years old or fifteen years old now, whatever that game came out, they make the colors okay. brighter, <laughs> right? No, no, it's because it gives the people who thinking about why would I want to buy that old ass game? That's what they say. I'm not gonna buy that old ass game. They go, oh wait, you're gonna enhance the graphics? Is it gonna look like GTA Five? Like no. No, it will not. <clears throat> that's true, right? Neutralizer. That's the, only, that's the only reason. That's true. Mass Effect Legendary Edition was sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. I, that's what I said. I think sixty bucks is a, is a, is a realistic. Yeah, well, I'll say seventy I'll, for the new yeah. system, sixty me, bucks want, for the old system. You want me to do the basic math? Ten bucks for each game is thirty bucks. You're telling me the graphical enhancements is worth another forty dollars? Those games are ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. Five. Some in some place <laughs> get the game for five dollars. Not Grand Theft Auto right. Five though; it's still full price, full, full price, price on the shelf. Full yeah. price. All right. Next story: Star Wars: The Old Republic is testing a combat-style revamp. Now, I'm going to read this. And I'm a little confused by it because the game is 11 years old. Okay, 11 years old, and I can't imagine that you would want to switch the the game style. Or the 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 style of it, do you know what I mean? Like I I can't imagine. Okay, so they're replacing the old system of advanced classes in a build up to the 10th anniversary of Star Wars: The Old Republic and the release of the Legacy of the Sith expansion. 
one of the add-on elements of being trialed for public test servers, as well as a new storyline, Legacy of the Sith, is adding a combat style which will let players choose the abilities of different classes. Previously, you could only choose from one of two advanced classes at level 10, and an Imperial agent could pick from a sniper or operative, for, for instance. The new system characters will have a combat style from level 1 chosen from much wider variety. The Imperial agent wouldn't be able to choose a force-based combat style, but also be able to choose from any tech-based blaster styles. Vanguard, Commando, Power Tech, Mercenary, Scoundrel, and Gunslinger, as well as Sniper and Operative, Force Wielders, choose will be limited by the faction, but they can also eventually unlock the opposing variety of powers within enough light of dark side points. Now, the Old Republic public test servers are currently trialing the Power Tech, Mercenary, Juggernaut, Marauder, combat styles they've also been re rejigged as well uh to make these classes feel less encumbered and customization more co coherent uh says the blog post we're also working on reducing the quality of abilities but ensuring that these classes remain distinct and unique real quick sarge I've i know heard this before i've heard this before yeah go ahead when the last time that they changed the combat system in a star wars game it killed it yeah, that's different. That's that's a completely different thing. That's an MMO. They changed the combat system. The last time they did this to a Star Wars MMO, <laughs> they killed the game. Well, they they also killed the game because they made everyone becoming a Jedi right away. They're not doing that for this. Everyone's already listen, a Jedi in this game that you could be listen, from the start. The game's eleven years old. The fact that they made it this far, you should be thankful. I personally don't think they should make changes like this to a game that has a player base and a community of of ten years, right? Like to all of a sudden change, I think charge froze. He's he's frozen. His computer crashed or something. Uh, so <clears throat> for for oh he's back. He's back. Um, so to change something like this ten years into the cycle of the game, it's it's scary, right? To change something because then if you, if it doesn't work out, obviously it's on the test servers because they they haven't made it out yet. But they could ruin it. They could ruin what's what's good for the game right now. Obviously, this is not a... The ones that are playing the game are the diehard people that have been playing the game for 11 years. Yeah. Your diehard people are there, right? You may have gotten other people who play, who, who have logged on and play, but I don't see how... <laughs> think about it. I don't see how you are gaining popularity for your M Star Wars MMO when the other games that are out right now that are considered MMOs are way, way more interesting than yours. Right. I mean, the right. only reason the only reason you would play Star Wars is because you like Star Wars, right? I, I get it, but look at all the MMOs that are out there. If you're an, a young and upcoming gamer who likes who who gets into MMOs, your friends are pulling you left, right, and center. Okay, let's let's be honest. The last ten years haven't been really good for Star Wars movies, so I don't see a lot of kids popping out of school going, well, oh, "I love Star Wars," right? So. With all the MMOs out there, I'm pretty sure you have I, a wide selection of choices to make. I think I think this particular MMO has to stay alive for a couple more years, and here's why. Right? They're, I'm sure they're trying. Well, the reason that's is that's why they're changing the combat system. Well, they're they're they gotta stay alive because they're gonna be doing the old republic. Like movies and TV shows, they're doing the old republic type stuff. And hopefully they get a bump. And if that comes out, then you know for sure that people will go play the MMO. And if it has a nice bump and a nice combat system and nice you know shiny little you know shine that up for the new people coming in in the next couple yeah, of years I, I don't know i don't know what you mean when you say 
uh, uh, new combat system. Like MMO combat systems are done because of the amount of abilities and powers that you have. It like Destiny to me is still not an MMO. Like it's a shooter. Destiny's a shooter. You are you're a first person shooter attacking guys. You have abilities and things, the limited abilities that your character has, but it's a first person shooter. Right. An MMO, you have bars. Bars and bars of abilities, sometimes three bars of different things you can do Two based pages on your level. Sometimes, yeah, you can like depending on what yep. you can do, what kind of combat system are you going to change? Like, unless you're changing it to some kind of real time attack defense type of thing, you have too many keys to be worrying about. That you're going to change a whole combat system. What could you possibly change that's going to make it any better? Right. And, and all, does it all make MMOs, it... all MMOs are basically the same for their combat system. Yeah. And does it, does it change it enough to, to make people excited about it or? Are they gonna are they gonna push back against it again? When you have a when you have a, a fan base that's been playing the game for ten years, a little change like that could just knock you off my, course. My belief, my belief is is that the the people that are playing the game right now, the numbers are low enough, right? That this is a do or die situation. The only reason why you would change a combat system this late in the game is because of what you just said. They need to hang on long enough. To, to wait for Star Wars shows and movies to come back out about the Old Republic yeah. to get people to 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 spark their interest. Like, right. oh, there's an Old Republic video game I can play, and they'll bump and try it. Yeah. So the combat system is being changed, hopefully, to draw more people in. I, that's what it's I'm a saying. Last it's a last-ditch effort. Well, the game is still very popular. It, it is still popular. Uh, but uh, uh, Define popular. Not on, not on Twitch and stuff. But no, it's, it's a good look. It has its base. It's a very good MMO, by the way. It's yes. it's one hundred percent voice acted. You can play for free for up to level sixty, I believe. So, and the, uh, the fact the fact that they came out with the fact that you could have an NPC guy follow you around as your buddy when you played solo instead of having to have friends with you because a lot of people didn't have friends to play with at the time. Right. The fact that you can actually have a character with you the entire time to help you out was was genius on right. their part. Right. And other games have of of companies have, have, have since has, copied yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So the last the last story I want to talk about. Is uh, is uh, gaming in the U.S. Hold on one second. Uh, gaming, gaming in the U.S. lost half of its 2020 audience gains. Okay, now it's been a long, dark year for many, but at least those in the United States in danger. Uh, the coronavirus is also not so s s severe as it back in 2020. Players have new games to look forward to in the start of 2022, and plenty of good options. Now, the last choice uh, is one of the that people have been making more and more to point where they just not much time for gaming as there once was. Many turned to video games for the first time over the worst pandemic or returned to their old hobby. But now that the danger has uh, loosened up, uh, they are gaining or they're gaming less than before. Now, obviously, it's not less. It's not less. There were they, those they went people back to, weren't gamers. Yeah, they went back to normal. You told everyone to stay inside the house so, for eighteen months. Of course, they started right. playing video games. So, who reads? Let me tell you, right? the, the number of people who played video games on a regular basis in the United States of America jumped from 73% to 79% over 2020, but now it's fallen back down to 76%. Half the people who were trying to to afford for the first time wanted to become uh, reacquainted re with gaming have put down their controllers once more, and longtime players have finally moved. Uh, obviously, with the, with the quarantine mostly lifted, players don't have to stay home and confine themselves indoor activities anymore. But it's also just not that. The gears of business are grinding back to full speed and opposed to crawling pace uh, took during the pandemic's worst. Yeah, obviously, we said this, Sarge, 
that it's not going to stay this way. They made $2.9 billion in a quarter last year. Uh, and obviously now, now Activision wants to make $4 billion in a quarter and they're not going to do it. And they're going to think, and they're going to have to fire 15,000 people. Right. Because of it. Was it did we didn't reach our expectations. Yeah, we didn't we didn't hit that. We didn't hit we that did, number. We didn't again. get our we didn't get our four billion dollar number that we expected to get because yeah. half the people went back outside because they weren't told to stay inside the house. Right, right. So <clears throat> that's just a little little stat for you guys that that people are going back to work. Surprise. Okay. People that were gaming, they were fine gaming because they were home, but now their wife or husband's like, All right, you're done. You gotta go back to work now and 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 make money again, right? Because now you don't have time for that, right? So that, that's that's reality kicking back in. I'm surprised it's still at seventy six percent. To be honest with you, okay. I, well, that's because that's because the the lockdowns and the and the fear and everything else hasn't gone down a hundred percent. It's slowly going down, right? Some people are always be interested in gaming, but there's some people that just like to. There there are people who play video games about as much as you read a book. Every once in a while, they pick right. up a book and read it, and it's something that they like, and then they put it down, and they don't read for a while. Same thing with video games. Not everybody plays video games every day. I'm a gamer. I play video game every day. I've been playing since I was four, okay? So it's a right. long time. And I've been playing since I was three, four years later, or three years after him. Right. right. So it, I, some people play video games. Some people don't. So I'm sure a percentage of people who started playing video games probably ended up liking it because there's a lot of stuff to look at now. And they continue to play. And the rest were like, it's time for me to go back the fuck outside. Right. Right. All right. Well, that is it. That's the last story of the night. Uh, appreciate you very much. Uh, Generation X Gaming episode 282 is in the can. We do appreciate you coming out. Uh, we're here live every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on Twitch slash YouTube. We do stream. If you'd like to support us in any way, shape, or form, you can hit the links down below. Uh, you can go to our Streamlabs tip section if you'd like to, uh, to hit it up there. For as low as a dollar a month, you can help us out. Uh, or you can hit the subscribe button over on Twitch, which is $4.99, or use your Twitch Prime sub. Or you can go to YouTube and become a subscriber for absolutely free. Or you could also do a membership or $4.99. Whatever you pick, we do appreciate your time. If you're here for one second, one minute, or one hour, make sure you hit that like button when you before you leave. Hit the comment section. Share it with a friend. Don't forget to follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow me at 30 and Still Gaming. And uh Saturday, I'm gonna be on a podcast called the FKN Team Podcast. Uh I will put a tweet out once they put a tweet out, retweets, make sure I'm gonna be on as a as a guest on their podcast. So that'll be on Saturday, I believe at 7 p.m. Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'll try to get you guys more information, uh, which also means I'm not going to probably do a uh, watch party this week again. I didn't do one last week, and I've been busy on Fridays, but now on Saturdays, I usually do the watch party. If you guys want to join in for the watch party, we have two movies uh, up for grabs right now. If you go to the watch party section of our Discord, One's with Bruce Willis and one's with Kevin Costner. They're both Netflix films. Uh, I forget the names of them. I think one's called The Runaway and the other one's something else. I forget. Uh, but uh, we well, do... The one, with, the one with Bruce Willis is called Too Old to Run. Yeah. <laughs> and, and who was the other guy again? Kevin, Kevin Costner. And Kevin Costner is, is Too Old to Die. That's the other. <laughs> never never going to die. It's called, called uh, Dead Cup. 
All right. So appreciate it very much. And you'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Take care, guys.